Diablo 4 is almost officially here, except for maybe those playing with early access, it's already here for them, and the game is great. I will be the first to admit the base game feels very good and really enjoyable to play long lengths of time. None of this is surprising, given the really, really strong reviews leading up to the game's uh, launch, as well as the transparency that the developers had leading up to the launch of Diablo 4. Now, while the ongoing nature of the game remains remains unknown and how it will actually be received this is a very strong start for diablo 4 given that it was just the early access weekend and they seem to be responding quickly to problems as well as things that they see are a problem for balancing now i want to walk through what i've experienced while also looking at the unknown aspect of this game as well as what the developers said about balance they recently pushed out some nerfs that may upset some people going in and may help you before you pick your first class diving in. I really also want to talk about what will happen if they lose lots of players. I have my own theory about what will happen when the game finally pushes out its first season. I believe there will be mass player exodus, but I am going to argue in this video that people will come back if that happens. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning, so you don't have to go looking for it. This is a live stream, so if you're watching the past broadcast, it's a longer video because I kind of open with a monologue, and then I discuss it with the live audience. So the official Diablo 4 release date is basically here, and the game is already off to a strong start. Servers have been mostly stable during the early access weekend. The devs are responding quickly to problems and bugs, but they've also already made some adjustments to their classes. If you were planning on diving in and being a barbarian, or maybe you were going to pick a druid, these are things that you're going to want to know before you go in. Now, I said before I was a little worried worried that during the server slam that some of the class issues had not been ironed out. I was like, man, the game's about to launch and you guys still don't have your classes ironed out. This is Blizzard. This is Diablo. After all, you guys should have this stuff sorted out way ahead of time. If anybody should have this stuff ready to go, it should be you. So we are going to talk about that. First, I do want to walk through my own experience. I want to talk about why the game feels better. How's the Druid doing? That was my big question mark going into the Diablo 4 release date was, well, how does the Druid feel? He was the primary reason I was excited about Diablo 4 because I missed him since Diablo 2. And second, I do want to look at the language they used when talking about patching the game. They doled out some nerfs already on Early Access Weekend. They have already trimmed some things down. That's something you're going to want to know. If you're seeing guide videos about this OP build or this monster build, they might not be good to go by the time the game launches. You may be watching outdated information. Third, I want to discuss the unknown with seasons, with ongoing content, with the shop, with microtransactions. And lastly, I do want to admit to people that listen if people walk away from this game which i believe they will when season one hits i believe they'll come back whether it's the casual or the mid lane players if there is a player exodus of the more casual player i believe they'll come back and i'm going to explain why so first let's just quickly talk about my experience this is not going to be some lengthy review of the game there's plenty of those out there already I'm not going to give you any spoilers about the story. I'm still enjoying moving through that experience with my wife with Couch Co-op. So first, how does the Druid feel? The game, uh, you know, came out with these betas and the Druid just felt terrible in beta 1 and 2. I didn't see anything encouraging about the server slam. I was busy the weekend of the server slam and wasn't able to play, but I didn't hear anything encouraging about the Druid. I will say 
that during my gameplay stream, here I am playing as the druid, I will say he feels better in the early game than he did in the beta. I was actually enjoying myself. I was killing bosses faster than I remembered killing them. I was moving through groups of ads a lot faster than I remembered experience. Now, I didn't play during the server slam, but I looked at all the footage and comparing it to this, I do feel they've given him some bumps. But that doesn't mean that the druid is, on the whole, landing within the game in a better place. As soon as you see footage of the other classes, or you spend any time with the other classes you're going to quickly realize that he once again is the runt of the litter now everybody's going to tell you oh he gets better he's much stronger in the end game oh get to level 41 or whatever he's really strong in the end game i'm just going to continue to say that's not a valid defense of such an obvious lopsided class approach to the early game especially in light of the fact they're having to nerf and buff so much during early access weekend i don't feel like they have a good grapple on what they want these classes to feel like in the early game and I think Druid is potentially the one that got the least amount of attention unfortunately I I do admit he feels better I was enjoying playing as him so they've got him going in the right direction but they don't seem to know how to match his early game strengths and sort of that moment to moment excitement with somebody like a necromancer or a sorcerer alright I'm already seeing videos and posts claiming that he has really OP builds for the end game I'm just going to continue to stress that Blizzard and the Diablo devs should be leaders in this department. We shouldn't have somebody who is so hobbled in the early game comparatively. Now, thankfully, he doesn't feel bad, okay? He doesn't feel bad, alright? He, he, he feels better, but you know, as soon as you play another class or you're playing with somebody on another class, you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, the druid sucks. And a lot of people aren't going to hold out hope for the end game. They're just going to start a new class that they feel like is faster and better. Hopefully they can continue to tweak him so that he feels good in the early game. Again, I know everybody's going to say it doesn't matter. You leave behind the early game, but the early game is a huge part of the seasonal grind as well. Is it not like I know you're leveling quickly, but those early stages are always really fun when you're leveling fast and getting those new abilities and if he always has to spend 20 to 30 levels not feeling as good as everybody else, that'll also hurt his popularity during seasonal grinds as well. Now, the second thing I want to give credit to is the servers, okay? There was some downtime and some problems, but nothing like we saw in the past. They were minimal. Some of that was related to PlayStation. PlayStation was having an issue with their licensing or something. Like, even you couldn't even play, like, normal games. It was, like, glitching out on licenses. The PSN was having some kind of a problem. I think it was because everybody was trying to play, and it was trying to, like, queue and, and do a query on that license server, and PSN was like, yo, what's going on? We're getting overloaded. It resolved itself relatively quickly, and then the rest of the weekend seemed pretty fine. Overall, I was impressed by the fact that anytime I tried to play, whether it was during peak hours or off peak hours there were no queue times i was getting in right away every time and to be fair though it is early access okay the number of people that were trying to get in on the weekend of early access is nothing compared to the number of people that will try to get in on launch date so we'll see how the launch date of june 6th how that goes if you're watching this that may have already happened i do these monologues and then they hit a, a repurposed channel later but that's not the bulk of this video most of this is not about the launch date it's about how the game feels at launch so this is still important information even if you haven't dove into the game just yet Third, I want to say that the base game, the story, the content loop 
it's really good. This is what I'm going to come back to when I talk about people returning to the game. I've always stressed the importance of the content loop, and I believe that the Diablo devs have nailed the gameplay loop and the content loop. I think it's important, though, to look at what they said in their approach to balance and nerfing, because that is, I think, setting the stage for what you can expect going forward with these classes, what you can expect going forward with their philosophy about class balance, right? On June 3rd, they published a blog post outlining all of the changes, and some of the adjustments are happening all the time. So I'm not going to go through those adjustments, because I could sit here and read all those blog points to you, and then in a week, some of them are irrelevant, because they're seemingly making lots of changes relatively quickly. I'm concerned that they don't really have a good grasp on class balance. I'm worried we're going to head into a sort of back and forth feeling. Given how often you know you can record a, a video about patch notes and then it's quickly invalidated, I don't want to get into that. What I want to get into is how they opened up the statement of the blog. They said the following, We've made some balance adjustments to classes and want to provide our reasoning behind them. Overall, we're quite happy with the performance of our classes, but we know there is always room for improvement. Our goal behind these changes is to create a better balanced and enjoyable experience across the board. Our updates fall into the following three categories. We're going to look at those three categories because the first one of the three categories I think is very, very important. And the classes and their balance and how good they feel are all going to be influenced by this. This is their approach going forward. In the first category, they say the following. While we want players to both feel and be truly powerful, some class builds and synergies are outside of our bounds for what what is reasonable for the health of the game, so we are reducing their effectiveness. As an example, we generally want to avoid creating situations where players can survive unreasonably high amounts of damage for long periods of time because it's too greatly warping our vision for how combat should be in Diablo 4. Now, you've got it on one hand, I think this makes sense. You have to give them credit. Listen, if people are able to just go into environments and never really die or never really take any damage, something's not working properly, okay? But on the other hand, it's like how did this get through testing? There was footage of a barbarian build that was one-shotting level 95 elites, and the footage showed the butcher dying so fast that like Asmongold was reacting to the video he didn't even realize that the butcher was in the group that had been killed somebody in chat had to tell him and he rewound the video he was like oh my gosh the butcher died so fast I didn't even see it the, the, the guy was just nailing everything super super fast so I'm not disagreeing with the fact that that shouldn't be happening, but the fact that classes are already this broken is concerning. Games can enter a sort of pendulum balance swing where every strong build is getting smacked and then you don't really feel like anything's powerful by the time that they're done. Another build will likely take this one's place. I don't think this is the only thing that's going to rise to the surface as problematic, broken, or overpowered. If this thing slipped through, what else managed to slip through now the second thing they said was some skills and builds are not as effective as we would like so we're pushing out some buffs to increase their strength this is just garden variety the stuff's too weak we're going to raise it up oftentimes players will see this type of language and they'll say well just raise everything okay just make everything as strong as the strongest build which currently that barbarian build it was probably the front runner for the strongest and the most broken build when the guy was describing how to use it I mean it 
didn't even look fun. He was literally just spinning his way through a dungeon and everything was dying in his wake. And if you raise everything to that level of power, it breaks the game's design philosophy. Like nothing is challenging, nothing's hard. You're probably able to then increase world difficulty to obscene levels and not even really feel the pain. So I don't think one-shotting elites and one-shotting the butcher at level 95 is what they had in mind. And the last thing they said is, this may take the wind out of the sails of some of the hardcore grinders uh, because this is another element of the game that I don't think is ready. I I think that leaker who said the game was in a rough state, I think he was telling the truth. I think we're seeing behind the curtain here. This game was not ready for primetime. Quote, Paragon Glyphs are currently providing too much player power, so we're reducing their overall effectiveness. This is another area where I'm shocked. I'm a little worried that this got through testing. The Paragon boards are supposed to be the true endgame leveling experience that starts at level 50, and just a few days into early access, after two betas and a server slam, you're having another pretty big whoops. Oh man, we messed that thing up. That's too strong, or that's not how that's supposed to be. A lot of this supports, I think, that leak that the game was in rough shape, and even some of the employees in December of 2022 were on record saying, I don't think we're going to make our launch date on time. I don't think that launch window is doable. I don't think it was either. I think this game definitely rushed, was rushed out and barely made their date. The fact that the base game feels so good doesn't take away from all of these issues that are being resolved as we speak, and that could drive some of the more hardcore players away. Now, they close out the blog statement and say, an idea we've carried throughout development and will uphold is that class balance is a journey, not a destination. We want more class builds to be fun, powerful, and competitive within reason. This feels like a weird way to justify balancing mistakes and problems as the game is launching. Like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a journey, not a destination. A lot of people will say, I've seen developers say things like, well, balancing a game is a moving target. While that's true to some degree, I don't think that's a justification for being like, well, nothing's really balanced. There's a completely broken build. The game's coming out and we're already having to swing the nerf hammer pretty hard. This shouldn't be happening from studios of this size and games that are in their fourth iteration. These are the things that you should have ironed out by now, but apparently they haven't been. And this quickly, I think, can sour the player experience. Imagine hearing, hey, this class is really great and your friend tells you, you watch a video and then you go get that class and you level that class up and you get everything that you need and then it gets nerfed. Now it feels like your time was wasted. It feels like your character and your grind have been devalued. They better get a wrangle on this or it will be a big damper on the opening weeks of the game. Now, what about all the unknowns? Because this is where there's a lot of disagreement. You're welcome to disagree with me on this. That's totally fine. I don't see eye to eye with the people who think you should have to start a new character for a season just because it's always been that way. I don't think that's a strong justification for the system. I think it could evolve beyond where it is while still giving people a great fresh experience and ladder races. I think you should give people the option to opt out of the ladder races and just enjoy the battle pass and the seasonal challenges in the eternal realm because I think a lot of people are going to want to do that. I'm one of those people. I don't care about your ladder races sometimes it is fun to start a fresh new character but sometimes you know i like to have a main or just want to keep doing what i'm doing in the main game and i could add in the battle pass and add in the seasonal challenges sort of as an additive experience on top of what i'm already doing okay the first thing is that's unknown is that seasonal format up to now we've gotten pretty basic 
generic descriptions about what they're going to do and my main concern is that the quest lines the lore the characters the story elements in the seasons should be in the eternal realm this divide just doesn't make sense to me even though they aren't being billed as campaign it's still part of the ongoing world and story my concern is the ongoing nature of the game isn't exactly ongoing and this is going to be my new attempt to put this into words like if you've heard me say this a hundred times Let me try one last time a different approach to talk about this, okay? The world of Sanctuary is something you experience, explore, and according to the devs, you have a lasting impact on the world of Sanctuary. And that experience won't be an ongoing one because the ongoing experience is seasonal only. Well, what do I mean? That sounds like I'm contradicting myself. A seasonal model where you make a new character with accelerated leveling along with a battle pass and seasonal challenges is a contained experience. And it is immediately very fun. It's very satisfying. But there's nothing ongoing about it. It's an episodic grind. It's detached from the base game experience that we're all enjoying right now. So my assessment is that using the word ongoing is honestly a little bit misleading because most ongoing games aren't structured in this way. You can keep pointing to the handful of ARPGs that do this, but they're not the only ongoing game model in the market. It's doesn't. It's not required for seasonal content to be this way. So that's my last attempt to put into words why like the ongoing nature is unknown and I think it will lead to mass player exodus of people that aren't familiar with this we know that Diablo fans like the format right we get it everybody has just decided I guess that it needs to stay this way for forever the first season will be the test I think on how the community reacts the last unknown in the game of Diablo 4 is the shop is the microtransactions and for now It seems like a purely cosmetic shop, but with the nature of these games, I have to include the shop in this unknown category. I'm going to continue to say that I feel they're committed to not selling power. It's not a concern that I have. They've made it crystal clear they will not be selling power. I'm only including this because it's a live service game. It's an honest take to say, hey, listen, live service ongoing games can change the nature of their microtransactions. The corporate level decisions can come down and change the entire approach to how micros are handled in this game. I don't think that's going to happen, okay? It's fair to include because it's unknown, especially if I'm right and a lot of people leave the game or they have issues with season one, they're going to be looking and saying, how are we going to make money from our whales? How are we going to make money from our more committed players? Now, That leads to my last section. People will come back, alright? I'm gonna reference two games that will make no sense at first. Like, why am I comparing these games to Diablo 4? But just track with me. The first game I want to talk about is Anthem. I actually have a video about Anthem 2 coming later today. Be sure to check that one out. Anthem is, I think, a game that both excited people and frustrated people for virtually the same reasons, and they didn't really realize it. Now, you could ask people, why did Anthem fail? Why did it not do well? And you would get a bunch of garden variety answers. It's all EA's fault. They're greedy. They pushed the game out early. Or it's because they tried to do a live service game. Or there was no end game. All of these are just darts that never really hit the board. They're sort of hitting around 
the board. The truth about Anthem's failure is far more complex than that, and I get, I get into that into the video about Anthem too, if you want to see that breakdown. But a dev recently spoke out, and we were combing over his remarks. The important thing to take away is that people were really passionate and angry about Anthem. Why? Well, it was fun to play. The content loop, the gameplay loop, it hooked people. They liked it. It was a new experience in many ways. If it had been a bad or a boring game, nobody would be talking about it after a month. We certainly wouldn't be talking about it years later. But when a gameplay loop is good, it does something to people. And it's also extremely disappointing if it's attached to something that's unfinished. The second game I want to reference is New World. In a very similar fashion, New World had everybody's attention when it launched. Crazy amount of people were trying to play New World when it first came out. But it quickly turned sour and mass player exodus happened. And funny enough, the anger and the frustration about New World really reminded me of Anthem. A game that was so enjoyable to be in and to play had failed to deliver ongoing content. Once again, people will list all the different reasons that New World failed and I still believe, much like Anthem, New World could have a comeback moment. I think it will be harder because it's an MMO. Anthem was more of an action, looter, shooter, live service game. I think it's a little bit easier to get people to come back to a game like that. But I say all that to say this. Diablo 4 will experience player exodus when the first season launches. I firmly believe that. And much like New World and Anthem, its very enjoyable content loop, its really satisfying gameplay loop is going to be part of the frustration. Much like those two games, I believe this game is good enough, and it feels good enough, to bring people back. If I'm wrong, and the seasonal format is not a catalyst for complaint or player exodus, then the game stands to do very, very well. It's big, it's dense, and it feels good to play it. That's a fantastic foundation. And if I'm right, I believe they can course correct. They can bring people back in large numbers. Why? Well, because for the same reason, it has a fantastic foundation. It's a really enjoyable game to play. So, is Diablo 4 better than before? Well, in many ways, yes. But the real test has yet to happen. You filled the arena. There's a lot of people in the seats. The question is, can you get them to stay there? Let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion so it's i think it's always undeniable when a game feels good and you just want to play it more and diablo 4 nails this i've always said and i will continue to say that the content loop is god and diablo respects that hierarchy in many ways the greatest risk they're pushing right now i think is the balance pendulum right you're going to tick people off they're going to feel like my great build or My favorite class isn't what it was anymore. My biggest gripe and criticism is that they should be the last ones figuring this out when the game is launching. You should not be having to swing so many nerf hammers at so many abilities and classes. This should have all been ironed out ahead of time. I don't know how none of this was discovered in private testing or closed testing. You did two sir I'm sorry, you did two betas in a server slam. Now I get it. You didn't let the general public play the end game, but that's really concerning that these things went totally unnoticed before the game launched. The second thing I want to say, while the unknown list is long and potentially problematic, the base game is worth the price of admission. And I think that's an odd question for games like Diablo. Should I buy it? 
Is it worth the price? Well, on the one hand, yes. The base game is more than worth the full price in my estimation, and you can look at the litany of high-score reviews to come to a very similar conclusion. It's got replay value. It's a huge world. A seemingly endless supply of enemies and loot. But on the other hand, many do not get a game like Diablo for the base game and the campaign. The ongoing nature of the game is where they have their sights set, and that's still largely unknown. So... Here's my conclusion. At a time when continuing a franchise is more challenging than ever, Diablo 4 managed a very solid launch, and it was just an early access launch. But in a weird way, unlike the Olympics, this game has to stick the landing before it starts running. Typically, you run, you jump, and then you stick the landing. A game like Diablo 4 has to do it in the reverse order. Well, they've stuck the landing. Now the question is, can they get up and can they run the distance? You built a great game. It's got a very fun gameplay loop. And that will drive passion, interest, and potential anger if the ongoing content doesn't deliver. For now, all we can say is the stage is set quite well. Let's just see how long they can keep the music playing. And that is the show open. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope you're enjoying your Monday morning as we talk about Diablo 4. Is it any better? I want to hear your experience. What are your thoughts on the nerfs, on the changes? They seem to be already finding some pretty nasty builds, some pretty crazy awesome builds that are out there. I hope you guys are, you know, enjoying the game. I enjoyed the game. I played it quite a bit with my wife. Let's get the coffee orders going and then let's get the member goal cracking. You guys as as we expected it it dropped a little bit over the weekend, uh but you guys are still in a great position to get that beard shave. Uh I believe you're down into like the 3400s. You were really close. You were like 3800. I-, I can check the count in a moment. Let's get that goal going. If you haven't smashed the like button yet, please do so and do remember to support our various Uh, sponsors. We try not to mention them too often. They don't get mentioned enough though. I am wearing glasses from Gamer Advantage and a shirt from 80s Tees. We have some other t-shirt companies we're going to be working with as well if you're a fan of t-shirts. So what have you been playing? Who have you been playing with? My Druid's 47 but I'm concerned. What are you concerned about? What's your experience been with Druid? You're pretty far though. I mean 47 is pretty high. You're about to tip over into Paragon Grind. Main is a sorcerer, really enjoying so far, says we the people. A bit bummed to see the nerf hammer swinging in early access. Waited all weekend for the show. Thank you so much, iPro Nader. I appreciate that. If you guys haven't smashed like yet, we should easily be at 200. There's over 500 people here. Thanks for a strong start on Monday morning. People are finding some crazy cool builds. Lono and Blizzard is slapping them right into the shadow realm. Uh, Check Your Six says, There's always going to be things getting through the cracks. Thousands of people finding new combinations versus all their in-house testers. But the good news is, they're quick to fix and acknowledge it. I'm always curious, though, what exactly is the reception from the community going to be? Because if we feel like, oh, we're basically beta testing really good builds, and every time we find a really good build, you're smacking it down, right? Now, I I will readily admit, the build that I saw of the Barbarian, I don't know if I would describe that as a really good build. It looked broken it, it like that's not the way the game is intended to play okay what's good Drummond? good to see you uh flurry rogue oh you're playing a flurry rogue and you love it what's hard to watch is the actual launch date is today and some haven't even played yet 
one gifted member from Joker starting the day off right. Thank you so much. Every 25, I give five back. You guys have been making me gift hundreds of members sometimes in a day. So thank you so much for gifting that member to Shadow Moss. The reception of the community is not very happy. That is all. Well, and I don't expect that to stay either because if you keep doing this, as I said, many games get stuck in the pendulum swing. Every time you nerf one, there's going to be something else that rises to the surface. It's unavoidable. Players will find these broken builds. And I don't have the answer other than you should have figured this out ahead of time because there's there's no way you can leave it as is. Like, I'm never going to be the guy advocating for like, oh, just leave the broken build in that invalidates late game content or basically invalidates every other build. I'm never going to argue for that. DK Beggar gifts a member. Guys, Feed is in the chat and Feed does not have a member badge. We do not abide that here. We got to take care of our man Feed. Let's get some gifteds going until we see this man with a badge next to his name we the people says i'm ready to sink thousands of hours into this love it it does have some eyebrow raising things there it is there it is raptor says we've got him we took care of him just that fast a gifted member from raptor and he goes to feed we call our shots here we take care of our own thank you raptor if you haven't played it yet you shouldn't be upset about a nerf well jerry here's the problem with that posture i don't agree with what you're saying and let me explain why i don't agree with you okay I don't agree that, oh, if you haven't played yet, you can't be, you know, upset about a nerf. Why? If you're hearing from your friend, if you're at work and your friend's texting you, or you're working the late shift and someone sends you a video and you're like, oh my gosh, the barbarian looks so fun. Look at what the barbarian can do. Look at the barbarian's build. I can't wait to play that. And then you wake up the next morning, you're ready to go. You're like, man, the game's coming out. I've got my copy ready. I'm going to be playing on Tuesday. And then you read those patch notes. And you're like, oh. Oh, they already nerfed him. Oh, they already nerfed that ability. Nerf whack-a-mole has begun. That's what it feels like, you know? Oh, my brother's in chat. Derek doesn't have a badge. Once again, we cannot abide this. We cannot have certain people without badges. Let's see gifteds until he's taken care of. I like how people think that because there's a lot of outrage on the forums about a nerf that the majority is not happy with it. Actually, majority is happy. They're silent and playing not on the forums. I'm never going to claim forums are an indication of what the community at large says. Like, that's not what we're trying to say here. I don't think anybody here is trying to say that. Skyler G comes in with two months of memberships. I know your argument is Blizzard should have mapped changes prior to any launch, but is it better to nerf in early access than in the launch? I mean, listen, if that's where it kind of settles down, then I'll back off. A $5 super chat from Joker. Dark Roast arrived this morning and it's delicious. A wonderful testimonial from somebody who ordered the Dark Roast recently. Guys, head to ReforgeRoast.com. Get yours today. Whole new storefront. We switched everything around. It's a lot faster and a lot easier to use. DK Beggar gifts a membership to Jonathan Newton and takes us to five gifted members. And then five more come in from the Blindful Truth. They're like, listen, we got to take care of our people here. Let's get Derek back in with the badge. The gifted member goes to Jonathan Newton. It goes to Von Raz, Zach Johnson, Neon Blue, Javier Hendricks, and then Susan Andrews. Thank you so much. Sorcerer just hit 24 months of membership, so he gets a red badge. Finally got my red badge back for the third time. We all know what that means. Time to change channels. (laughs) Keep up the awesome work. Shut up, Sorcerer. 
Yo, another gifted member from Raptor, and it goes to Amos. Thank you so much. You guys are so awesome. Starting off Monday strong. Some of Diablo 4 special armor sets will cost you $25. Yeah, the cosmetics are not cheap. They are not cheap at all. Yeah, Derek has allowed gifts on. That's how he gets a membership every month. He's he's not in a place where he can set up that kind of payment. So we uh, we take care of him here. We do. And uh, we appreciate the generosity. You guys have been crazy with it lately. Absolutely crazy with it. We have to figure out what I'm going to do for you guys for 3,500 because you did hit 3,500 members. Our next our next site is, uh, is 4,000, which I believe you guys can do it. Uh, my producer doesn't, but I believe that you can. How long would it take me to get the hang of Diablo 4 if I didn't play the previous games? I think it's a very approachable game. Very approachable. Uh, you do not need to play the previous Diablos to get into Diablo 4 gameplay, right? You don't need to. Uh-uh. Very straightforward. Yo, Bowers comes in with the five spot and says, we take care of our own here and bumps it to 16. It goes to a bunch of names that I recognize. Pit Lord, please enter a name. Uh, the Punisher, I see you guys here all the time. Primal Plasma and Tiger Chem got one as well. Thank you so much. Can we get a VIP count? Yeah, I'll give you guys a VIP count. You guys got really close. I think when I checked it this morning, you need like 14. I think you need 14. Uh, if you hit that, then then Creature has to play Returnal with me. I would absolutely love that. You guys currently have 3,600 members. So if you're trying to hit the 4,000 beard shave, you need 400 members. You're actually quite a bit higher than I thought. You're at 3,600. Yeah, you need 14 more VIPs. So far, after four characters to level 30, says Keltblood, I still like the previous Diablo version better. I cannot get any of the characters to feel better than a wet noodle guys we're closing in on 600 viewers make sure you're smashing the like button as you come in if you're not subscribed to the channel subscribing is free and when you press that subscribe button you can talk in my chat i really want to know what do you think of diablo 4 what has your experience been so far how have you been enjoying it does it feel better uh wh- you know where do you land on the classes which class feels the best which class feels the worst I do think that Druid feels better. He does. He feels significantly better. But I'll tell you this. He's still the runt of the litter. Like, no pun intended, the guy running around with wolves is the runt of the litter. He just doesn't feel as good. As soon as I play on my Necro, as soon as I watch my wife play with the Rogue, I'm like, they're better. They're faster. Oh, he gets better in the endgame. He gets better. I don't care. I don't want to play 50, 40 levels or so of not feeling as good as everybody else. That's not ideal for a game like this, especially in light of the seasonal format. Who's going to pick the Druid if every time you start him in the season, you got to hack your way through all the bad levels? That just isn't, that's not an inviting way to treat a class. I just want the Returnal stream because I want to hear Creature talking. I mean, listen, the Returnal stream will be a VIP-only stream, so you'd have to get a VIP if you want to watch that. That's not something that we do for everybody, so it's a good reason to upgrade to VIP. Yo, TaylorMade with 13 months, and it's a VIP. Welcome back. Actually, Lono, I ran into the same scenario you brought up a few times. When I was on my level 35 Druid, I was fighting next to a level 5 Rogue in a beginning area, and he was outpacing me. I'm telling you. That, that that resistance thing. Awaken Blood gifts one and it goes to Plumleys. We're trying to get my brother a membership and we're already at 17 on the day. You guys are amazing. 34 minutes into the stream. We already got 200 likes. Great day. Great Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Is Diablo really only about 30 hours long? 
Well, no, no. I mean, the campaign is not that lengthy. I wouldn't expect it to be that lengthy. It's not really about the campaign. It's a good length campaign if you play it. I think Force Gaming said he played the campaign very straight, like, beeline, and it took him 11 hours, and he was, like, a level 43, I think he said. But he played in a very straight way. If you play and do side quests and you're just enjoying your time here, I would imagine your your campaign run would land between 15 and 20 hours, depending on how you play the game. That's not bad at all for a game like this. That's quite good. And that, again, is if that's all you're worried about. If you're taking your time, if you're exploring the world, if you're doing the dungeons, yo, the Blindful Truth upgrades the VIP. Ooh, you guys are going to get it. I can feel it. You guys are going to get 300 VIPs this week. I can feel it in the air. You guys can make Creature eat his words. He's like, no, no. He's like, they're not going to hit it. My Light Roast is on the way. Excited to try it out. Oh, nice, Alapart. Good to hear that. Level 34 and you're still in Act 1, says Veter. This guy is a clown. Well, at least you stopped by to see the show. Thanks for doing that. The servers are kind of trash. I get a lot of rubber banding. I got the most weird feeling when I played split screen. I didn't get any rubber banding when I played by myself. When I played split screen, my wife and I had like a screen jitter every uh, every once in a while. The the nature of co-op, I think, sometimes gets a little funky. Gritter with the $5 super chat tip. Did someone say another Returnal stream? Is it time for another co-op with Gritter? As Lono feels bad that I die all the time? <laughs> no, I'm trying to play it with Creature Gritter. I want to see if he's any good. Joseph renews his membership. Welcome back, Joseph. Abe says the divide, birds of a feather. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Uh, da, 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 da. And been loving the light roast, says Raptor. I drink it every morning, and it's definitely helping to relieve the head cold that I have right now. Well, I'm sorry, you got a head cold. Solemn says, I'm doing a fortify crit landslide creeper build for druid for leveling. I saw a guide for druid that was all about the wind, the, uh, the whirlwind stuff. I was like, really? That didn't even sound that interesting. It sounded lame. I don't want, I, I, I want, I want, if I'm playing as a druid, I want wolves. I, I, I want to be turning into stuff, you know? I don't want to be using wind. What am I, a giant fan? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just booted up Diablo 4 on the stream, on the Steam Deck for the first time. Amazing, this is awesome. I had rubber banding on the Xbox when moving between regions. It makes sense because of how the game's loading assets. Oh, right, sometimes that happens. Once, once you're in an area, I didn't, I mean, again, I hate to do that. Like, if you're experiencing rubber banding, we're not saying that that's not happening. But my experience was, yes, sometimes going, like, region to region, it'd get a little rubber band, and then it would go away. And I wasn't having it in the dungeons, I wasn't, I wasn't having it in the, uh, not whirlwind, um... What was it? It was uh, maybe it was tornado. Sorry, I'm I'm getting my my terms confused. There was a druid build that was all about wind, and I was like, really? Like, why would I? That doesn't sound interesting at all. Like, anytime I looked at his abilities, I was like, tornado. That doesn't sound good. I don't I don't I don't I don't want to play that. D Tom coming in with 21 months and a member plus. Big week for the channel between the showcase and Diablo. I'm excited to be here for it. Thanks for the coffee and the t-shirt code as well. Oh, thank you, D-Tom. There are more sales coming up with Into the AM. Their sale that they just had is is, uh, is over, I believe, today. 
So if you continue to use my code over there, use code LONO at Into the AM, there's another sale coming up as well. So if you're like, oh, I can't buy today, don't worry. They have more shirts coming my way. They'll be doing another sale, uh, but that one ends today. The game is phenomenally well optimized, especially given that we've been conditioned to expect. Yo, what's good, Sven? Good to see you. Uh, Lono disliking wind, meaning when air, air is moving fast enough to kill. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that interesting. It's just air. Uh, Zubair says, I drink dark uh, roast to deal with my Inui. It'll kick in any minute now, I hope. Man, don't really care. What? Uh, Gritter says, Creature, Lono wants to play uh, Returnal with you. Yeah, yeah. No worries on that. Gritter, maybe Returnal too. Yeah, Creature doesn't... He's not being reverse psychology either. He genuinely has told me on the phone. He's like, I don't think they'll do it. I was like, all right. My $100 Lilith candle arrives, says Hilly. I've decided to stick it up my butt to help with leveling resistance. (laughs) That's not going to work, Hilly. You're just going to end up in the ER. I love Into the AM. If you like shopping there, just always remember to use my code, uh, code LONO, or you can go to intotheam.com forward slash LONO. It'll apply the discount. And like I said, they're they're doing a sale. Again, I believe it ends today. Uh, five more gifted members from Darth Nihilus. I, this community gifts more members than any other. Y'all never disappoint. And there they go. I recognize all those names. Green Man, Cool Kurt, Stephanie, James Wright. I especially recognize Stephanie. She's here on the regular. Love seeing names like that. Get those gifteds every single month. It only did four, though. I don't understand. Where's the fifth one? Is it just doing that thing sometimes where it doesn't show one of the claimed members? What the world? Returnal community night? Listen, I tried to do Returnal with Madam and it was such a pain in the rear because we needed two monitors and we needed, you know, both the PS5s in here. I don't know if I want to do a Returnal community night. That's a little bit, I don't, that's a little different than typically what we do. I believe we were going to try to do, we were going to do Diablo one more time this week. Funny enough, the Friday night streams with Madam, this last week, we just hung out and talked for like two hours. We only played the game for like an hour. You guys seem to enjoy just hanging out, throwing back some drinks and talking with us. It was, we tend to get the most viewership for just that. So I'm not really sure uh, why that is. Using uh, Corpse Detonator Blood Surge has uh, and Decrepify Necro Build. I love blowing stuff up. Yeah, the Necro Build that I was running was really, really fun. What did I do? I'm not trying to start a thread. I'm trying to click on this stupid image. Um, uh, it's not letting me do this thing to that. Okay. where I don't even see that, man. This guy says, you're boring. You're watching, so how sad is your life, all right? Make better decisions. Make better decisions, okay? I, I'm sure if you're here saying that you're bored and still watching, your parents are disappointed with you at some level. So call your mom, say you're sorry, and apply yourself. Like, m- make your life better, all right? You're wasting your time here. Uh, Lono, I read that the seasonal format will be the typical RD2 daily challenges for free seasonal content with quests. Then they'll have paid DLC to continue the story. Listen, we've got generic info on seasons, okay? Seasonal quest lines that will have story, uh, new characters, returning characters. Then they also will have a battle pass. Then they also will have seasonal challenges for you to go through, kind of like what you're talking about. You can only access those things if you make a new character, that's one of the big hangups that I think we're going to see on the game. I definitely think that 
people unfamiliar with that will not understand what's going on so weird you're live and somehow at the bottom of my sub feed thanks to youtube youtube's been acting a little funky you know sometimes you gotta make sure and check your subscriber feed uh i'm not getting my emails anymore when i go live so always check your subscriber feed you can't rely on the home page anymore if you see the little dot next to my my guy it means i've either uploaded a video means i'm live make sure you're in the discord right already being dad this morning I I just feel bad for for those kinds of people it's like man oh man you you can have a better day than that I promise you can have a better Monday you know don't waste your time on a stream you're not enjoying it's that simple there'll be paid content like Reaper of Souls well sure sure there'll be expansions they've made that very clear they said that when there's expansions that will continue there'll be new campaign that's likely when they'll do new classes I could see one class a year right so for the next five years I think they could add five more classes there could be a total of ten by the time we're five years into the game um, yeah, you know, maybe that's a little too ambitious. Maybe they do one every other year so that, you know, at the end of 10 years, there's 10 classes. I don't know something to that effect, but I just continue to want to have an experience that's more interwoven, right? I want to be able to go from my base game experience. Let me experience these new quest lines, the new story elements, the new things happening in sanctuary. Let me go experience all that. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Then there's the annual expansion. Okay. Let me go play that. Let me check that out. If I feel like making a new character during a season, that's a great time to do it because everything's sped up. So you get to experience expedited leveling, try out some new character you know if i have people telling me oh druid's better druid's better maybe i've been spending time on my necro oh i'll go make a druid let me let me test it out but again giving players that freedom i think is going to be the key going forward they nailed the diablo 4 gameplay content loop is is where it needs to be i've always said content loop is god everything that you put in the game must serve the content loop the question will be does seasonal and ongoing is it subservient to the content loop or is it its own content loop that will then leave some people out in the cold that are like yeah I have no interest in that my man Gritter coming in with $5 super chat tip you can bring your seasonal character with you into the main game before or after the season is over right yes but that's not the order that I would like to do it in I would like to just stay in the eternal realm and work on the battle pass and the seasonal quest line and challenges. I don't care about your seasonal ladder race. I don't care about starting over with a new character. Now, sometimes I'll be in the mood for that, but sometimes I won't be in the mood for that. I'll just want to work on my main character. I want to shift things around because of maybe some patch notes that came out, right? Like they just put out a Diablo 4 patch. Many people are calling it the Diablo 4 nerf patch because it nerfed a bunch of stuff. I mean, the way I keep landing on this is very simple. Is very simple. Just give the player the choice. You have a lot of player freedom right now. I mean, they basically said in these patch notes that the game wasn't ready. I mean, they had to they had to dial back the Paragon boards. How is the Paragon board? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Number one, okay, and this is I'm going to be critical here. I'm going to be critical. If you just discovered end-game class builds that are broken, that needed to be nerfed, then how do you know that the Paragon boards are bad? Until you have class balance, until you've achieved class balance, 
what led you to determine that the Paragon board glyphs were too strong? Where did you draw that conclusion from? And if it took the open, I'm sorry, not open beta, if it took early access to discover that about the Paragon boards, what have you been doing all this time? The Paragon boards are all preset. You know what's on them. You know the strength of the items going into them. So what led to this deduction of like, oh yeah, these are too strong. It couldn't have been the classes because the classes aren't figured out yet. So where did this conclusion come from? It just continues to feel like these patches were in the pipeline because this game wasn't ready and they're they're quickly trying to get these things out before the game launches. I don't think early access led to them being like, oh my gosh, the, the Paragon glyphs are too strong. It's like, no, they knew that. I guarantee you they knew that. I'm telling you that this thing, this thing's barely coming out across the finish line, which is a testament to just how good the developers are because the game feels so good. It feels so good to play. The servers were very reliable. So I just think, again, the biggest risk, there's two big risks right now in my mind. An ongoing tug of war with class balance where it just kind of goes back and forth over and over and over again. Or or the, the ongoing content seasonal model ends up falling flat with a lot of people. I think both of those are a risk. One of the permutations of the builds, I doubt Blizzard had the testers to fully understand the influence of different builds. So they can't run simulations? How do you not have a simulation to run potential builds? You couldn't possibly expect internal testers to build out all of the millions of permutations from your Paragon board. Program a simulation to run all the different permutations and spit out some data. All right. What's max damage on a hemorrhage build for a barbarian? And they run and they run the simulation and it, and it builds out all these different potential paragon boards. And then it spits out a report. All right. In order of strongest to weakest, here's the 3000 potential hemorrhage builds and you go through and you look and you're like okay we've got a couple that are well outside the bell curve that are going to need to be hemmed in I don't understand how you don't <laughs> I'm not trying to armchair dev this I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback this but it's like how do you not have a simulation to test that out you couldn't expect your people to test that out. Have you seen the Paragon boards? Most of these games have simulations that they can run to see just what will stand out and be busted and broken. I guess they didn't have that? I don't know. I had an absolute blast the entire weekend catching up on the VIP VODs. Absolutely hysterical. Everyone upgrade. Thank you, Lido, for the commercial. I appreciate you encouraging everybody to do that. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, smash the like button. Over 600 people here. We're walking through and talking about Diablo 4 review. Is it any better? I argue that it does feel better. Druid feels better. I still don't think he's strong enough in the early game. He's outshined by everybody else still to this day. He doesn't feel bad, though. I'll say that. You can start a a druid and have fun with him. I believe that you can. Just don't touch any of the other classes because you'll quickly see that he's not that impressive in the early game. Now, I know he's crazy strong in the end game. If you're making a barbarian, you may want to check the patch notes and the things that they changed. A lot of those barbarian builds that we're seeing, a lot of those crazy videos, that's already been patched as well. If you want to contribute to the conversation, hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Good morning, Reaper. Good to see you. Gollum says, uh, hang on, I'm trying to pull this comment up. 
Solemn says, I'm sure they're going to have at least partially walk back some of the nerfs they made. Those are some of the heaviest initial nerfs I've ever seen implemented in any game in any genre. I mean, I don't like going to Twitter and Reddit to come to conclusions about anything other than maybe like the plight and the fall of mankind. Outside of that, uh, I don't find them to be (laughs) that indicative of anything. But, but the general consensus from people that I thought, I felt were being very thoughtful. They were like, this seems like an overreaction. It seems like you really murdered some of these builds that we were enjoying. And alright, my concern is always the aftershock. The initial impact of the nerfs and the initial impact of the buffs it always lands and there's always that initial, everyone's all the sky is falling, the world is over, this guy sucks now, my build sucks now, right? So everybody's upset. But then there's always the aftershock. There's always the builds that rise from the rubble and then they get nerfed. When you do that, that's when it really starts to hurt morale. It's like, well, are you just going to basically hurt anything that's fun? Are you going to nerf anything that's strong? Is that the way you're going to run this? Like, that becomes the growing concern is we've called this before nerf whack-a-mole. It's like everything that pops its head up, boom, gets smacked down. I might not expect to have simulations to run, but I agree with the spirit of what you're saying. Run the numbers. The whole system is math. You can't know beforehand all the build options. That's what I'm saying. You don't have any computational power. You can't just plug it all in and say, all right, give me all of the build potentials here and just crunch it and then tell me what's possible and what's not. For a game like this in its fourth iteration from a company of this size, you can't tell me they don't have simulations. I just, I refuse to believe that. How do you not have that tech built? Simulation couldn't understand the in-game live outcomes. The human factors can be found with a simulation. I'm adding the factor of gear stats too. Yeah, but you know the gear. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm overselling this. Maybe they don't have what I'm what I'm assuming that they have. I don't know. Sounds like another game that starts with a D. Says <laughs> Ghostface. Blizz swung way too far, says Metasmo. But like you said, if it's a constant nerf, it'll turn me off. Uh, Zaf says, enjoying Barbarian. His bleed damage is insane. Plenty of ways to stack it. It reminds me of Elden Ring's bleed status. Tons of damage. Uh, agree. Uh, uh, exactly. I agree with the essence of that point 100%. Uh, early access is still beta to be fair, says Plumleys. Official launch is tomorrow. If you didn't expect changes, I don't know what to say. Well, I didn't say that I didn't expect changes. I said that the changes that they're implementing are worrying. Track with me here, Plumleys. A mere four days before the game is coming out. Actually, no, three days. Three days before the game is coming out. They're having to push out this huge nerf patch and this blog post being like, we had to nerf some builds. And it's like, how did this not get caught in testing? You're literally down to the wire. What else did you not catch in tested? Crop Punk gets a gifted member from DK Beggar. DK Beggar wants to nudge the number a little closer to 25. Every 25, I give five. This number has gotten as high as two or 300 members. You guys can go crazy right now. We're trying to get my brother Derek a membership. We take care of our own here. 
not a dig at you. No, I understand Plumleys, but I just, what you're saying is oftentimes what people say, they're like, well, you know, the game's not out yet. It was like, okay, but three days before it came out, they, they didn't know about this stuff? They, they were unsure? I said this during both betas in the server slam. They messed up the Necro in the server slam. Well, not messed up. They overcorrected and had to readjust in the middle of the server slam. Who's in charge of these changes? Are they going to do the same thing? Let's just imagine that what Solemn is saying is true. That these are really heavy nerfs and they overswung. Let's just imagine that's true. I'm not saying that it is, but if that's true, we're looking at the, the pendulum's going to swing right back in like a week. And that makes it difficult for people to know what to invest in. What, what should I invest in? How should I build my character? What should I, should I click this? Should I pick this class? I, what about this class? Well, if I pick this class, are they going to nerf it again? This is the one that's really strong right now. This also doesn't include PvP. Zeno says, the problem with the simulation argument is you'd have to run it against a variety of enemies because it's not just max damage that matters. The enemy attacks can distort FPS. You can't program an AI to run into a room with the permutation that you've programmed from the Paragon board and have the right gear on and start clubbing away at enemies. Like, just have an AI run pathing through a dungeon and fight. Like, listen, I, again, am not trying to armchair dev this, but how do you not have an AI pathing program to say, take a barbarian at level 95 through a dungeon with this permutation on the Paragon board and see what the result is. Just watch it happen and record the data. I don't understand. That technology seems like it would be readily available. Just path him through and have him do the stuff. Have him do the attacks. I'm not saying that that would be a hard, rigid science. You still need the brilliance. You need the genius of the millions, right? When a million people descend on your game, it's like a giant brain in a genius that doesn't exist. Like, it only exists once the game's in the live fire exercise, and then you start to realize all the potential problems, right? When you do that, it's basically, when you do that, I think what you end up with is... You end up with the true experience, and that's always going to have problems. You're always going to have buffs. You're always going to have nerfs. You're always going to have situations where, oh, yeah, we didn't foresee this. I, I get that, but at the same time, this isn't their first rodeo. DK Baker gives a member, and it goes to Grim, putting us on the doorstep of 25. Thank you so much. Playtesting is, playtesting is not that hard to understand. You take your time and playtest until you iron bugs out. The problem is shareholders are greedy and executives don't understand gaming. I, I, I don't... I don't think that's fair, though. Monkeys on typewriters. Right. Like, I don't think that's fair, Drew. I don't necessarily think that's what's going on here. Yo, JC caps us off at 25 and it goes to Drew English. Drew English is the person that I'm responding to. I swear sometimes this thing knows who to give the member to. It's like who's being spoken to in chat. <laughs> so I swear it interacts. Raw damage can be calculated using spreadsheets. All permutations can be easily calculated. Eugene says testing can't. Sure. Sure. So I want to push back on what you're saying, Drew. I do think 
live fire exercise raptor the agent of chaos rolls the goal over to 26 and now we're on our way to 50 let's see if we can get my brother Derek a membership that one goes to ghostface dk beggar and predator both competing to be the agent of chaos and the gifted members go to bubble and josh allen thank you guys so much it's always a race people like no 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 don't let it sit on the 25 out of 25 i really appreciate that that's so cool I didn't have to say it this time. I was like, well, here it comes. And then make the computer run a given character through a fight. That's what that's what I'm saying. Do you not have the technology to do that? But I'm pushing back on what Drew English is saying. It's both and. Like, I think both, they could have done better internal testing so there weren't such high, crazy needed changes. But at the same time, it's not just greedy publishers pushing a game out to make money. It's there's only so much you can test internally. There's a limitation on what you can test and conclude internally. Eugene says no amount of testing can replace the first 48 hours of play. That's exactly right. Terminal stupidity takes us to 33 members on the day. Look at this man not wasting any time, pushing it even further. And we're seeing names like Irene. Thanks for being here. Irene getting a membership. Jan Michael Ray, Reyes, Brian Coe, Day Night and Vivid. Welcome on in. Every day we debrief with members and we also do Friday night streams. Make sure you guys have all that stuff connected. The members only Discord is also available to you now if you got a brand new membership. The calculation should have showed them that there was needed testing. Uh, that See, now that's a good point, Solemn. My twin is in chat. Yeah, we have two ghost faces. I think that's an excellent point. I think if you're going to crunch the, the numbers, just pure data... It should show you, huh, maybe this build with Barbarian, maybe we should test this out. I just don't understand how this always happens, and it never seems as complicated. Like, I agree with what Eugene is saying, like no amount of testing can replace the first 48 hours of players, but are the builds that people putting together, are they really that complicated? Is Diablo 4 really that complex? Did some guy really spend all day on Reddit or forums figuring that out? I don't know if that's true. The build I saw for Barbarian, I didn't see anything that looked complex. Like, oh man, it took a real crack squad of number crunchers on Reddit to come up with this build. No. It looked it looked it looked it looked basic. It looked brain dead. You don't have anybody at your staff that came up with that build? You made the game! You... Do you understand where I'm coming from? You made the game. And you didn't know that that build was possible? Some YouTuber had to figure that out? I think you're underestimating how many people a million is. But hang on, Zubair. That, it was figured out so fast. I refuse to believe that that guy figured it out because of millions of other people. He figured it out because that's what YouTubers do. You don't have anybody at your staff with the intellect and the ability of a YouTuber who does builds? Look at these build guide videos. They're up within 24 hours. Give me a break. That's not from the millions of people playing. That's a guy with a calculator and a brain. 
That's just a guy with a calculator and a brain. He's like, oh, well, this does this, and this is multiplicative, and this is additive, and if you combine this, you can whirlwind and never die. Like, it... I agree that when you get like a month in or a couple of weeks in and some crazy stuff rises to the surface, then I agree with the axiom that no amount of testing can replace 48 hours of the public. But these builds were up so quickly, I refuse to believe this is some genius of the millions result. It's It's YouTubers that are like, I know how to make strong builds. I read the text, I add some things up, and here you go. Here's a crazy build. Nobody at Blizzard is that capable? YouTubers are just that smart? Who, wh- hire the YouTuber. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, come play our game for about a week, and I need you to come up with the strongest barbarian build possible. Oh, my gosh. Johnson, are you seeing this? Like... That's all you gotta do. <laughs> even uh, even Alex came up with a very powerful rogue, more powerful than any I had seen. It can't it can't be that hard, bro. I when stuff emerges weeks in, I am willing to accept. Okay, there was no way they saw that coming. The the, the, the game got combed over up one side, down the other by the community for hundreds of thousands of millions of hours. Okay, fine. This emerges from that. This was within the first day. This was within the first day. It's not even that complicated. Eugene says 1 million players over a weekend will produce 20 million more of gameplay hours. It would take a team of 100 testers playing 8 hours a day. 12 uh, Crunching the numbers isn't... You're not engaging with what I'm saying. Eugene, you're not engaging with what I'm saying. They didn't come up with this build over the weekend. Within the first day, these builds showed up. Like The, the YouTubers just literally go and say, what can I do? What can I get? Let me put it all together in a blender and figure it out. How did they not do it? They're the ones that made the game. Are they just like this? Like, let's just... Let's make that one, and that one, and that gear piece, and that gear piece. What do you guys think? Is it going to work? What you're talking about, their internal number crunch should have hit. That's what I'm saying, Eugene. Whenever we talk about the millions of players and the amount of playtesting it would require to replicate millions of players, I'm on your side of that, right? I'm on your side. I'm like, yep, you're right. Day one, these guys come out and they're like, busted build, busted build, busted build, busted build. And how long did it take them? It didn't take them that long. They didn't go to Reddit. They just looked at they looked at the game. They crunched the numbers. And they're like, yeah, you can just do this. The bar build didn't come to light until the third beta weekend, and they had the end game test. I mean, I saw a Barbarian build, Zubair. I didn't chase down every broken build. I was a little busy over the weekend, but I saw one and I was like, yeah, how did you not find this? The YouTuber probably had beta access, review access, ETC. It wasn't day one for them. Okay, that's a fair made point, Eugene, but that's a repudiation of the a million players is more than they can play test for. A handful of YouTubers 
had access to the game for a couple of weeks and look what they came up with. What the frick are your playtesters doing? Don't you see? Your playtesters have had their hands on the game in the end game for way longer than that dadgum YouTuber. Track with me on that. You guys are arguing your way out of your other point. Well, over the weekend, I mean, millions of people playing and the millions of hours, you just can't possibly do that internally at the company. It just isn't possible. Okay, now it's, oh, but the YouTuber had access. He played the beta. He he, he, he had early access for the review code. Your company had access to the game and the end game for, I'm assuming, months this guy had like a weekend and then a week maybe and look what he came up with I'm not defending Blizzard right who who is that I'm telling you I'm telling you this game was not ready for prime time bro it wasn't this is stuff that would get caught internally all you gotta do is fly a couple YouTubers out look at what they came up with I argue both sides, kinda. These numbers should absolutely be known beforehand. Crunch the math. And also there's stuff you cannot know until the game has a million people playing it. Right. And Derek, the thing about there's stuff you can't know until a million people are playing it, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. That hasn't even happened yet. That hasn't even happened yet. That's two weeks, that's a week or two from now. There's stuff that hasn't been discovered. There's broken things that haven't been discovered. Broken bosses, broken farms, broken grinds, broken builds. There's stuff that hasn't even been discovered yet. Once you give the general public a week, you give Reddit and the forums and YouTubers, you give them a solid week and there'll be more stuff that rises to the surface. What rose to the surface during early access, that that was just a couple of people that just crunched numbers and came up with crazy builds. That was so pedestrian. Look at the barbarian build. I, like there was nothing about it that was like, well, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this. And you got to double back and do this and you got to add this. And if you don't do this and you don't divide by that, then this won't work. It was no spec into this build and you basically can't be killed. <sighs> what? It's synergies that are unknown and are found by millions playing it. YouTubers have help behind the scene. I mean. It's a Metasbo. I could be compelled that with two betas and a server slam, the public helps some of these guys, but it just doesn't seem that way at all. That my read of it is somebody with a night, somebody with experience doing strong builds in video games, got out his calculator, crunched some numbers, and came up with a crazy build, and then they were like, "Oh gosh, we got to nerf that." A lot of people that got into the betas and the server slam and other things uh, hold that close to their chest so the developers don't fix it. It's common. I mean, and I'll accept that as well. I don't think that's 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 not a bad pushback. Uh, the other thing to consider, Gore Force, is keep it close to their chest. What do you mean? Like the game wasn't playable. They're not going to make content about builds until the game is playable. They're a smart YouTuber, and people on the Reddit and the forums, I mean, they're not going to say anything. The game's not in the wild yet. So, sure, sure, but you're missing the point. That wasn't that much, that wasn't that many people, and that wasn't that much time. This stuff should have been discovered internally. And the danger is, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, 
The danger is, if they didn't figure this stuff out that seems super obvious and super glaring, what else didn't they figure out? And is it going to turn it into a nerf buff pendulum swing? Where it's just going back and forth from one meta to another. You and I have very different understanding about the law of large numbers. I think we are going, we are doing that ships in the night thing. We're doing that ships in the night thing, Zubair, because the game's not in the wild yet. I accept the law of large numbers when we're a week or two into a full launch. These guys put these build guides out like within 12 hours of the early access hitting. They had this figured out beforehand. They figured this out through their own access to uh, uh, end game beta. Because here's the thing people aren't understanding. Both of the public betas don't count. You could only get to like level 25. You're not going to deduce anything from that. You don't have a clue what end game looks like. Server slam doesn't count. You're not going to deduce anything about the end game from that. So these YouTubers more than likely either discovered it when they had the six days of early access to write the review, or they figured it out within the day of the early access launching. That's not going to Reddit combing over the millions of people playing and saying, oh, I can benefit from all these people. They just did basic number crunching and came up with a busted build. I've not seen anything in the history of covering games and in the history of things that rise to the surface because millions of people playing discover things that just can't properly be playtested for. This is not in that category. This is bad oversight. This is bad, proper playtesting of your product before it hits the market. I have a level 54 whirlwind barbarian. I have zero aspects that are OP. To be honest, I currently have one aspect equipped and my barb is destroying groups of mobs like nothing in world tier 3. After both betas, most people thought that barb was weak and useless. Playtesting is us, period, because they can produce the money and just say, we hear your feedback. This is cyberpunk Avengers culture. I've been I've, I've been covering games like this for a really long time. Right now, all signs point to we will be lost in these woods for a while. That's that's my prediction. I think we're going to be lost in the buff nerf woods for a while. They know it too. They know it. They gave it away. They they said they they view class balance as a journey and not a destination. Basically saying, yeah, this is going to we're going to continue to have to mess with this. I've heard people say, you know, class balance is a moving target. Don't forget the endgame access we had nearly a year ago. That's true, Kaganeko. There were people that had, you know, endgame access quite a while ago. Guys, with over 600 people here, we should easily have 400 likes. Set your sights on 400 likes. If you're enjoying the show, hitting that thumbs up button helps the video. It finds new people on YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. They postponed the ladder. The ladder race isn't ready. Clans don't do anything. Classes aren't balanced. Don't sit here and do that. Oh, well, they couldn't properly play test for this nonsense. I don't think so. All signs point to they got a minimum viable product out the door. And most people are going to overlook this because the game just feels fantastic to play. I'm not bashing the game. The game feels wonderful. It does. I don't know why you want 
obscurity to be part of it. The key is permutations. It's about the ability to check so many permutations. Some of the permutations will seem obvious, but they only seem obvious after the permutation is run. Right, and from where I sit, Zubair, Blizzard of all companies, the granddaddy of Diablo of all companies, how do you not have something crunching permutations automatically to look for problems? I just, again, I refuse to believe that the small smattering of people that got early access, the small smattering of YouTubers that got early access are somehow computational geniuses that, oh, there you go, OP build. No, it's basic. The builds that I saw, the stuff that's getting nerfed, it's just basic. It's basic perk synergy. I, I, I didn't see anything that required all these people's ability to test permutations to bring it to the surface. These are people that crunch this within a day. I agree with your idea about a, of a robot tester. Because at this point, I don't know how you don't... I, I just it's It seems beyond belief that they don't have that. I saw Horizon Forbidden West vids about how you can put the right coil and perks on the right bow and blah 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 and get 99999 damage, one arrow. It's math. If anyone can crunch the math, it's the people who effing wrote the equation. That's what I was driving at. Like, how... I, I get that there are... There are blind spots. Every developer has blind spots. I get that. You come up with all these things, and your intention is, if you take this square and you attach it to that triangle... It makes a really nice weapon. And someone's like, yeah, but what if I take that square, turn it on its side, stack it on a circle, put the triangle on at an angle, and then flip it backwards? We, now it now it's doing triple the damage. And they're like, uh, yeah, we never thought anybody would do that. I get that. I get that there are things that are outside. Like there's blind spots sometimes because the authorial intent, the, the intention of the person building it just doesn't consider those things. Five gifted members from Zep. We continue to mush that, push that number, mush that number. 38 members on the day. We're still trying to get one to Derek. Thank you for the generosity, Zep. You guys got the closest you have ever gotten to making me shave the beard. You got to 3,800 members. We are currently at, I believe we're a little over 3,600. So you did drop a little bit over the weekend. Yeah, 3,624. You could have a really big push this week with Summer Game Fest and and, and the, the, the live events we're going to be covering. We can definitely hit that number. What if I attach it to the end of a stick? Right, Zelda. <laughs> Folks, just please note that today's an example of when I'm lockstepping with what Loney and uh, and not just making jokes. Yes, as you perpetually call me Loney. <laughs> Silent Warrior says, I created an Excel spreadsheet to generate over uh, 100,000 iterations of a fantasy sports lineup. I'm pretty sure they have the ability to create something like to test builds. Excel is strong, but not the best. To be fair, based on past experience... The same thing has happened with the same group of content creators in Diablo 3. They can sit all day in theory craft. They have spreadsheets to compute the numbers. And why don't you have people working at the company like that? I'm not speaking to blind spots. I'm just speaking to having a bunch of dudes sitting around thinking about how to make builds. It seems obvious once it's pointed out, but somebody needed to find it. Right, so is it not a priority at Blizzard? Listen, everybody, 
just let's just stop for one second. Stop the train for just a second. We are all acknowledging that a handful of people, a handful of YouTubers who had access to this game ahead of time were able to sit down and crunch the numbers and figure out crazy builds. We're all acknowledging that. The question becomes, why aren't there people at that level at Blizzard? It Again... When you get two weeks into a game and the entire community's combed over your game in a, in a millions and millions of hours and crazy things rise to the surface, I'm always more forgiving of that. I'm like, there's no way they could test for all that. That's just crazy. You're never going to be able to account for millions of people playing for a couple of weeks. But that's not what we're dealing with right now. AOZ with a $5 super chat tip. There is an oversimplification in calculating permutations. 128 bits will take a supercomputer longer than the known age of the universe. Member up. Thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat AOZ. Guys, anytime you do a Super Chat, remember, you can opt to just gift one member for 5 bucks. It pays it forward, it still supports me, and it helps us hit those big milestones. It gets us closer to a beard shave or fun events. Why would your business pay money to do something the community will do for free? I sure Hilly. I mean is that is that that might be the argument. Some YouTubers also had access to Redfall and lied to us. <laughs> Zaf Virex says with so many numbers involved, there are too many probabilities. You can't compare the resources of the internet and rabid fans versus a company with set jobs and limited resources. I feel like some of you guys put me on mute. I've acknowledged that 18 different ways. I'm not talking about discoveries one to two weeks into the game launch. We're not talking about that. We're talking about within 12 hours of early access, YouTubers and guides and videos hitting the internet that are not the result of millions of hours of gameplay from the community. There, it was basic number crunching. Do you understand? We're talking about two different things. You guys keep invoking that. That hasn't happened yet. The game hasn't even officially launched, and these guides didn't take a couple of days to come to light. They were up immediately. They were up practically immediately. I, How long did it take the first one to come up? I wonder. Does anybody know? What I I saw one that was literally within the first day of the of, of early access. It was it was a guide for Druid. Uh, I'm sorry, no, it was a guide for uh, Barbarian. What? So clearly that person figured it out in 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 early access. I'm sorry, like early early access, like review access. Yo, no face lord, thanks for sticking around with your membership. The question is really, do we think Blizzard could have done better? Oh, I believe it. Yes. I believe it. I believe everything we heard back in December is why this is happening. I do. I believe they I believe they struggled to get this out the door. That's my belief. <clears throat> I believe we're seeing one of the areas where there was literally a guy working at the company who said there is stuff that we're just not doing. We just don't have time for it. We, there, there are elements that aren't even being looked at and it's like, yeah, this is probably one of them. 
Well, the community will figure it out. We'll patch that later. We'll just we'll do nerfs and buffs later. One hour of a million players is one million player hours. That's the same as one guy playing for a million hours for the purposes of this exercise. Here's the other mistake you're making, Zubair. Opening the early access weekend. Oh, yeah, after one hour, a million people have played. The beginning of the game. You have to look at the bell curve of who's actually made it to the end game. Who's made it to level 50 and beyond? Who's at a level 95 and able to put together a build? A much smaller percentage of people. It's not like within within 24 hours, there wasn't some armada of people at level 90 that could help the YouTuber crunch the numbers. Most people weren't there. We, I think there, well, there's one, maybe three people at level 100 right now. There's one person that got there within 55 hours, and I think there's two more people that may have gotten there as well. This cannot be... What has happened with the Diablo 4 nerfs and buffs cannot be excused away or explained away by, oh, millions of people played. It couldn't be properly tested for. No, 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 no. The greater proportion of that player base playing this weekend is not in the 90s and putting together busted builds. That's demonstrably false. That's not going on. The greater portion of the player base isn't doing that. Yeah, you've got millions of play hours, and, and they're all hanging out in the, in what, level 1 through 50, 40, probably. A million people in, in, in the 30s and 40s does nothing for somebody building broken builds at 95. It, their information, their player experience does nothing for that guy. They're, they're, they're completely com- disconnected. Just the early access, private beta testing, and the review period alone is more hours than Blizzard tested testers could accrue. But this is not that. This is failed number crunching, which is a, which a spreadsheet can do. Right? Like again, there's two layers to this. Some of this was basic number crunching that just shouldn't it shouldn't have gotten this far. Oh yeah, Veter lost his his membership too. JW says, that's what kills me. Hire a build crafter that literally makes broken builds and pay him to try to break the game. Lono is questioning how much testing was actually done, and he is qualifying that, yes, there would be some unknowns, but the unknowns from early access seem so rudimentary. Thank you, Fuzzy. Yes, that's a very good summary of what I'm trying to say. Lono on top again. Love to see it. Good to see you, Scary Gary. We're still talking about the company that made WoW, right? They have three previous Diablo games, 20 years of WoW to go off, and people are breaking your game on day two. Clearly, you didn't test. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. We're n- like, that is exactly it. This, this is too quick. This is too early. This is worrisome. If we were two weeks in, I'd be saying everything that you guys said this morning. Not everybody, but some of you were saying this morning. I'd be like, oh, that happens. You can't test for that. We're two weeks in. Gremlins have spent hours making their eyeballs bleed, calculating numbers, and they found some loopholes, right? Like, sure. Sure. And that has yet to happen. That will happen. There's stuff we haven't discovered yet, guaranteed. There's there's broken things that haven't been discovered yet. And every time they do a patch and a nerf, every time they do a buff and a nerf, they create another potential problem. 
I'll pick this up in members. Not a productive rabbit hole right now. For the record, you stink and I hate you. Shut up, Zuby. Go drink your dark roast. <laughs> I'd have to fact check this. I don't know how to, though. My friend was following it from the announcement of D4, and he said from the almost moment one, they had people leaving the project or quitting. Hasio, I mean, we read an article from December of last year that essentially said that. So, hey, a lot of new subscribers today. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. A lot of new members as well. A lot of new members as well. These are almost all gifteds. You don't have to wait for gifteds to become a member, by the way. Really encourage people to pick up a membership on their own. It makes room for the people that can't afford it. We are trying to get a membership to my brother Derek and Veter. We try to take care of our own every day, so feel free to throw in with that if you haven't already. Billy says, respect costs adding insult to injury here. Like, oof. Like, if they buff and nerf stuff, why take my gold? If the game's not balanced, why take my gold? If I want to experiment, why take my gold? Blizzard just wants my gold. (laughs) You know what I think, Hilly? I think every time they push out a big buff and nerf patch, I think that they should give everybody one one free respect token. That's what I think. I, you're you're going to push out a patch like this and completely destroy builds, then you should give people a respect token. Just one. Just one. Hey, we understand the, these these were intangibles, these were things that got past us, you know, whatever. Here's a respect token because you basically have to create a whole new class now. Basically, yo, Zuby, Zubair's gonna gift a membership and push us to 39 out of the 50, and it goes to Zelda Jensen von Vuren. It's literally impossible for game testers to accrue the amount of play time that the players will have in the first weekend. I know this isn't the situation, but the narrative that devs don't test is exhausting. I don't think devs don't test, but it's almost like did they (laughs) and here's the thing Eugene it's not about did they test it's about what did they test what did they test did they test builds did they Ah, couple of of build crafters couple of theory crafters you know Tony Stark was able to do this in a cave Right? Like, come on. <laughs> Rel Mex gets a gifted member from DK Bagger. So generous, DK. Always touching the member count with one at a time. Now we just need 10 for another milestone today, and I owe you more. And one going to come in from Palmer the Ruler. See, Palmer is the preemptive agent of chaos. He's like, nobody can 10 bomb us now to 50. If you do, you roll us over. They might not have cared about the launch build diversity that much. I don't know. I think it's unfair to say that devs don't test as infinite. Sounds crazy. What if they're nerfing based on the number of people that are using those broken builds? No. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's track back. Let's just walk back a teeny bit so that we can continue to have the conversation based on proper context. I agree with their philosophy in the Diablo 4 patch They put out like a blog, right? I agree with them. When things emerge that are out of bounds, 
that has to be addressed. It's not just, oh, everybody's running a, a barb. That's not what's happening. That's a misread of this. They aren't saying, oh, too many people are using the barbarian. They're not destiny. They don't nerf based on popularity. And yes, Bungie has literally said that in the past. They nerf based on popularity sometimes. It's it's, it's dizzyingly brilliant. <clears throat> anyway. They have instances of people and builds that are basically indestructible. Like, you can't die. Everything's dying extremely quickly. Gold was reacting to a clip of a guy with a barbarian build. He was one-shotting level 95 elites. He killed the butcher so fast, Gold didn't even see the butcher. He's like, wait, was that the butcher? His chat told him. He rewinds the video, and he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the butcher the butcher dies that fast. <laughs> Trying to do an Aspen Gold impression. Oh my gosh. The butcher <laughs> The butcher dies so fast that you can't even see him. He just disappears. So I agree with their philosophy. You can't, you can't do that. You can't have builds like that. Okay. So that's the foundation for this change. Do the eyebrows. I was trying to. I was trying to do the eyebrows. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts my forehead. <laughs> How he does that. He's like a ventriloquist dummy. His eyebrows are just like... Uh, <laughs> anyways... Anyways, I love you, Asmin. Listen, their philosophy is totally fine. The question is not, is their philosophy wrong? It's, where's the breakdown? Where's the breakdown? How did this happen? Like, what else hasn't been discovered? What else is, is, uh... Is beyond is beyond sight right now. I, I I do. I think there's I think there's things that haven't even come come to fruition just yet, you know. And I think that's going to come from a couple of weeks of the of the community playing it. The game officially launches tomorrow. The Diablo Four release date is tomorrow. Y'all y'all sometimes forget that. I forget that. We're 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 in the early access game right now, right? Remember when Doctor Strange says we're in the end game now? We're not even in the end game. The horses are being loaded into the stalls. Okay, it hasn't even really officially started, and there's already pretty significant problems and nerfs and buffs. You don't get Lono level skin without Botox, boys. He can't move his eyebrows. I can move them. I just can't move them like him. It's also not fair. He doesn't have glasses. The movement, the movement range is, is, you know, greatly increased. I think it is what it seems to be. Balancing was ignored to make sure the game actually worked. Occam's razor, right? What's the simplest solution? What I mean, what's the simplest answer? I, I think that's it. I everything we read up to this point, and listen, do you know what's gonna sound so weird? <laughs> I think they made the right choice. 
was laughing earlier during your monologue when there was the one guy who just had to do the well I'm having fun yeah that's always the best everything's broken the house is on fire our pets heads are falling off well I'm having fun it's like okay Lono you look 30 thanks it's all natural no Botox or hair implants here (laughs) it's true it's true don't believe the tabloids I accidentally refunded my whole tree instead of just one that I wanted to change. Randomly spent points. Ended up with a much stronger build. Happy accident. Hey, man. Sometimes you fall backwards into success. You know, like Twitch streamers. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) accidentally... Excuse me. How do you look 30 while actually being 50? I'm not 50. I'm 42. My plan build got nerfed, and I hadn't even played the game yet. Right? Right, YouTube kids? That's what I was trying to tell people. They're like, well, you can't be mad if you haven't played the game yet. I'm like, since when? If you see your buddies playing, or you see clips on Twitter, or you watch a video, or you see Gold say, oh my gosh. Like, if you see that, and you're like, well, I can't wait to play. And then it all gets nerfed. Come on. <laughs> you know, that's, that's that's disappointing. For real, I gifted. Uh, you were like 30, not my age. You gifted. Oh, you guessed. You didn't gift anything. Now you have to gift 30 members. That's the rules. That sounds like some sh- a 50-year-old would say. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, old man? <laughs> 42 is basically 50, and 50 is basically 60. Solono is 60, yes. And 60 is practically all the way to 100. I'm basically decrepit and dying, right? You bunch of ageist jerks. Why is there no pause button? I got killed looking at my map. <laughs> because you're always online! You're always online. You're on you're on the internets. Games nowadays want to make synergy top priority, making it easier to proc abilities and cooldowns with shortens the skill gap between the casuals and the elites, and it also makes an exponential learning curve. Hang on a minute, Kai. I need to reread this. It's it's rare for somebody to write something intelligent in chat. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of. Games nowadays want to make synergy top priority, making it easier to proc abilities and cooldowns with shortens the skill gap. Okay, I actually kind of agree with that. Between casuals and elites. Okay. And also, it makes it an exponential learning curve. I don't understand the last part. How does that make it an exponential learning curve? Those two things seem like they're contradicting each other. I bet you tell the cashier must be free when the price doesn't ring up. No, I've never done that because I worked in retail and I know to never say that. Well, must be free. (laughs) Yeah. There's no price tag on it. I just take it home, right? No, boomer. I have to call my manager over. It's very unpleasant. It takes longer. And then the people behind you are going to be upset because you had to grab the one watermelon without a sticker. Anyway. A manager will be right over. <laughs> I actually never worked 
at a grocery store. But I did work in retail enough to not do that joke. <laughs> Must be free, right? <laughs> Must be dumb, right? <laughs> That's what you just wish you could say whatever you want. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Knowledge comes with age. Have I told you um, how knowledgeable you are today? <laughs> working hard or hardly working? He has definitely said, what's the damage? I have never said, what's the damage? <laughs> I've never said that. What's the damage? No, I've never said that. Did he say watermelon? Well, Zubair, I... <laughs> We're not in members. I can't make that joke. You almost you uh you almost got me to make that joke, Zubair. That was very that was you literally laid that up. And I mm-mm. nope. No sir. <laughs> Mid-tier streamer on a rise from being canceled gets canceled again. And this time <laughs> it was a joke about fruit. <laughs> Mother Effer cannot help himself. Oh come on! You set that up. That was so easy. That was the easiest layup ever. Holy moly, that was an easy one. You know it was easy. That's why you did it. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Zubair. You're a lawyer after all. (laughs) Objection, Your Honor. Leading the witness. (laughs) Dealing with customers is exhausting. Any service job, any customer service job is. Yeah, the public is terrible. Imagine everything you see on Twitter. Imagine those people. They, they actually come into the stores and buy stuff and interact with the public. Ooh. The boomer skirt's gradually peaking. Slip. Slip. The boomer slip. As I correct you on that, I realize that that makes me sound like a boomer, but you can't use that against me in a court of law because you initiated the joke, not me. I'm merely pedantically correcting your use of slip is showing as a never whatever was it was it for the squirrels in the grandma's yard listen that was a good joke that was such a good joke <laughs> oh we gotta get back on course yeah you're back on course come on come on we, we gotta get back on course here we're way off Diablo tell, tell you what we need tell you what we need I'll give a recap. We're, we're about an hour and 45 minutes in. I'll give you a recap. Guys, give me some likes. If you haven't smashed the like button yet, smash that like button, okay? Get us to 400 likes. Um, creature, if you're here, I didn't type this up. I need to get you an official um, uh, 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 different image for the spinner on Pico. They love the video, but that first image is not what they sent me. You, you did like the Pico 4 enterprise or something it needs to be the one they sent me i i can get official imagery to you but that's all we need to do so i'm going to go ahead and delete that uh on the back end we don't need that back there anymore um so and i'll give you guys a recap if i'm going to do a recap do me a favor give some members smash the like button you know get the get everything kind of going again let's kind of get this thing back on course now that we're not talking about you know grocery stores all right so Diablo 4 review, does it feel better? I argued in the opening monologue that yes, 
it feels better. Druid feels better. I still think Druid is the runt of the litter in the early game. I still think he's the runt of the litter. I know he gets stronger. He feels much better than he did in the betas. That's totally fine. I think they need to still give him a little bit more love in the early game. As soon as I play my Necro, it's very noticeable just how not fun... The, n- not as strong, I should say, the druid is in the early game. Just not nearly uh, as as punchy, okay? He's not bad like he was. He's better. He is good. But again, early game comparatively, I think he's going to struggle. I think that's a bigger problem when the season starts because anybody that does the early season grind with the druid is going to be like, man, this guy still sucks in the early game. JW is going to thank me for this recap. That's a great thing to do during a recap is to gift some members. He takes care of Spriggan. Spriggan's here all the time. Dark Legion, Game Over, Cholo, Sean Waldroff, and Glenn Robinson. We're trying to get a member to my brother Derek so he can be a part of the members-only stream today as well as Veter. So I kind of opened up the uh, the monologue. Um, I kind of opened up the monologue. And that's what I said was, yes, feels better, dot, 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 but. Okay, but. It was like, there's there's still a lot of problems, I think, uh, with Druid in the early game, he doesn't feel as good. Now, a lot of people are going to overlook that. They're going to glide over and say, doesn't matter uh, because he gets strong in the end game. I don't accept that as a response. Kale gifts a member, and it goes to OG Cali. That's funny that you guys, your names are very similar. Uh, Kale and Cali. There we go. So, the other thing I said was, I think they deserve some credit. It was just early access weekend, but there was definitely peak hours, off peak hours, plenty of times for problems with servers. Other than, a, other than a thing with the PlayStation Network and licenses that got resolved fairly quickly, pretty much without a hitch, no major queue times at all, no queue times really to speak of. Now, the true test of servers is tomorrow. Once the general public dives in on this thing tomorrow, we'll see just how good those servers are, okay? Then I talked about the unknown, all right? There's a lot of unknowns here. I still think the seasonal format is a giant question mark. My prediction is still that a a good portion of the player base will Exodus uh, because of their seasonal choice. I don't think a lot of people are going to understand it. I think long-standing uh, you know, Diablo fans get it. I joined the clan over the weekend. Yo, good to see you, Rissick. Yeah, guys, don't forget you can join the Reforge Gaming clan in Diablo. Right now, clans don't really do anything, but we're anticipating you know, it will. Plus, it, you know, it's easy. It funnels you into a group of people that are, you know, maybe going to play with you, and you'll see when they're online. Um, then the other thing that is sort of unknown is just the ongoing content like it's not just seasonal that's unknown it's ongoing content like what's that going to look like will the divide in the game be accepted by the community the idea that you kind of have the main base game in the eternal realm and then you have the seasonal grind the name of the clan is just reforge gaming uh with a space it's got like a wolf on the banner The other thing that's unknown is cosmetics. I continue to say I don't have any fear that they start selling power. I think they've been too firmly against selling power. That's not a concern. I I am not concerned about that at all. But if I'm right about player exodus and they want to start squeezing their whales, there's always the potential that corporate level decisions are made. It is an ongoing live service game. So we do have to be on guard for any changes with cosmetics. 
suddenly being, you know, power being sold or anything else of that nature. We also don't exactly know what the cadence of expansions and the new classes will be. You know, when's that happening? How often is that happening? What's the price? Who are you going to play expansions with? I mean, if you're constantly making seasonal characters all year long, is that going to feel weird when all of a sudden there's an expansion that comes out that's no lo- that's not seasonal, right? That's going to be extension of main game. So what's that look like? Those are all unknowns, okay? Now, part of my prediction about the game and the unknowns is that Season 1 will create player exodus. I actually believe that. I believe that it will create player exodus. Um, And the reason I believe that is I think that people are going to be confused about what exactly is going on. They're not going to understand it. They're going to be like, why do I have to make a new character? Now, what I ended the video by saying was, even if I am correct and the player exodus happens, okay, I don't think that means that they won't come back. I think players will come back to this game. And the way that I argued it was, I argued it from the perspective of uh, Anthem and New World, right? Anthem, what could have been debrief we actually have an anthem video hitting today i think you guys are going to like it um it i think it's going to be a fun video i think you guys will like it but in my opening monologue i kind of referenced anthem and i said listen if you look at anthem and why people got so upset one of the primary reasons people got so upset is because it was such an enjoyable game uh to play right it was really really fun people really really liked it and when you really like something and it doesn't continue, you tend to get more frustrated. Okay. I don't think people would have been as frustrated and has, and would have been as irritated if Anthem would have been a bad game. I think people would have brushed it off. I think they would have said, who cares? Like who cares about Anthem? It was a bad game, but because it was so fun, because it was so enjoyable, it actually amplified people's frustrations. And I made a similar argument about New World. I feel that New World was in a, uh, a a similar category. It was in a similar category of really pleasant game, really fun to play. You know, people like to be in the world and enjoying the world. And all of a sudden, they realized this game's not going to continue on. It, it just it doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't have what it takes, right? It didn't have the end game chops. It didn't have everything built out properly. So people got really frustrated. And I've always said that New World can have a comeback. Now, I think New World has a unique challenge. And the unique challenge is because it is a game that will always struggle with its rebound because it's an MMO. I think Anthem would have had an easier time because it was more of an action looter shooter and coming back to that game and bringing people back into the game is a little bit easier than getting people to come back to an MMO where you're like, I have no idea all the systems changed, like the system-wide things that you've adjusted and fiddled with and, and tinkered with. You know, you might not know what everything that's happened, so you don't actually know how good the game is now. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite land on you, right? Now, I said all of that, okay, I said all of that to say this, if I am correct, and there is mass player exodus, if casual players and more mid lane players walk away from Diablo 4 when season one starts, I think they can get them to come back. 
I do. Because I think Diablo 4 just feels so good to play, I think you'd be able to convince people to come back fairly easily. Does that make sense? Be they did the thing that you always need to do I've always said the gameplay loop is God the content loop is God if you don't nail that if everything is not in subservience to that if it's not serving that then your game will struggle your game will have a hard time I've always said that and the reason is is because that's the engine that keeps the car running the only way that people will come back to Diablo 4 is because the because the content loop is good because the gameplay loop is good that's why I uh, I referenced um that's why I referenced those things wait what is this what hang on a second something's not right oh there it goes there it goes it wasn't showing this thing correctly on the back end I was like freaked out I was like I did not publish that right away did I um <clears throat> so I think New World and Anthem prove that. Diablo 4 nailed what's most important. Like, they kept the main thing the main thing. You know, like, gameplay is the main thing. And if they lose players, I believe they can get those players to come back. So, New World could have a comeback easy while still has people coming back to the game and they haven't played in years. I mean, New World's lasted a lot longer than Anthem and has a lot more content. Do you want to know the real reason that New World has lasted as long as it has? Because they're going to use it as a testing ground for they're going to use it for a testing ground for the Lord of the Rings MMO. That's what they're that's what they're going to be doing, I believe. That's the goal. Like I actually don't think if 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 they didn't have plans to do another MMO, I think they would have sacked New World by now. There's no there's no player base to speak of. For an MMO, they're way down. They're like pulling Sea of Thieves numbers, bro. I think the reason that Amazon is keeping New World going is because it's now the testing ground for the Lord of the Rings MMO, which will come out in you know four or five years, and by then they'll EOL New World. New World will have had a good run, you know, seven or eight years, and they'll let it they'll let it kind of just ride off into the sunset. And then the Lord of the Rings MMO will debut with all of that knowledge gained. If they were no longer, if they weren't doing anything else with that studio with respect to another MMO, that game would have been shuttered because there's no way it's generating money. There just is no way. I mean, there's always the whales. There's always the whales, but 20, 20 something thousand player peaks for an MMO is not, is not, that's not strong enough. I don't think that's strong enough. New World has a very healthy bot community. Well, that's one unknown that I didn't include in my opening monologue that I should have included, and it's PvP. We don't really know what the PvP world will turn into in Diablo. Will it be in high demand? Will it have, uh, you know, will it have a community that gets really upset about, you know, broken builds and, you know, OP this or OP that? I, I really don't know, you know. I really don't know because they, 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 from what Force Gaming said, you know, the areas for PvP were so small. I just, I wonder how much people are even going to want to touch it at, at any, at any great length. Never even bought any game from Activision Blizzard. Blizzard, they're meh. All their games are meh, really? I've seen bots in D4 already. 
What are bots in D4 doing? What are they farming for? Are they trying to farm to sell the account? New World will probably die sadly out as the team that made New World is actually working on Lord of the Rings MMO. I think we're going to get an, uh, an expansion trailer for New World this week at Summer Game Fest. Will they start nerfing builds because of PvP and ruin the game? That, I don't know, Lido. That's an unknown. There's a lot of unknowns about this game. We just we have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know if PvP is going to be given that kind of level of, uh, of preeminence. Like, is it going to be given that level of priority? I had fun with Diablo 4. I'm approaching it very casually, though. Uh, been hitting up Street Fighter 6. Yeah, Street Fighter 6 did very well. Great review scores. Seems to be selling well. Well, it's selling well everywhere but Xbox. <laughs> Why can't we get th- third-party Japanese developers to work with us? Your, your audience doesn't buy their games? Maybe? I mean, maybe. I don't. Not on Game Pass? <laughs> doesn't it doesn't doesn't flourish over there maybe maybe that's why prototype was cool it's been a while since i played it though indie games have caught up to triple a titles time for triple a to step up their game what indie game are you talking about and nui is a noun a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation he succumbed to the Inui in despair Seeing a lot of mez today. In chat, you're seeing that, Zubair? Mr. Hall says, I did some PvP last night, and my druid had great back-and-forth fights with the rogue. I would one-shot him anytime I was able to time his fast movements. Huh. New World's Endgame kind of lost me, says Zulu. It first, It's first year, did they fix that? They've done a lot of great things to New World. I just think the real challenge right now is returning player onboarding. Returning player onboarding is the biggest challenge. It's like, I, wh- what have you changed? What have you fixed? I don't know how any systems work. You basically have to start over. Well, it's pronounced Ennui. Well, no, in my opinion, another reason why Anthem and New World really didn't hit as good as others, says T-Bone, was they were new IPs while Diablo had three games before it and Lord of the Rings is Lord of the Rings. I actually accept that pushback t-bone if it's pushback no i i i think that's good qualification that new world and anthem it was a little bit harder you know but i'll say this though t-bone i will say this even a game with a long-standing name and franchise if you don't nail content loop in the ongoing format nobody freaking cares nobody cares Do you think anybody would care if Diablo 4's, you know, content loop and gameplay loop was bad? They wouldn't care. They wouldn't. They'd be like, yeah, that game sucks. I mean, Diablo 3 was in danger of, of not going anywhere because of because of how bad it was at launch. And I mean, that was that was their one of their most commercially successful games ever up to that point. Stray and Kano were really good titles. My daughter has actually gotten really far in Stray. I've been really impressed with her. And my son's playing Kana. And the fights are a little bit hard for him now, you know, because even on the easiest setting, he gets smacked around a little bit. He has me do some of the fights for him, but he's doing pretty good for a seven-year-old. Out of curiosity, anybody know if Overwatch 2 feels better on controller these days? Back when I played the first game, controller was bad on PC. Probably going to feel bad on PC because there's no aim assist, so you're... 
they're they're uh, they're not gonna it's not gonna feel like a typical controller experience like Lord of the Rings Gollum yeah like Lord of the Rings Gollum <clears throat> Lido says they nerfed builds because they were too OP but nerfing good PVE stuff because of PVP that rubs everyone the wrong way right and I don't know if we're headed there I really really don't know if we're headed there that's that's why I said it's an unknown Lido I don't know if Diablo 4 PvP is going to have that level of priority and importance, right? Um. <laughs> this guy left a comment on my on my channel where we repurposed the monologues and he's like, um, I'm pretty new to your channel. I appreciate how professional your channel is. I get a kick out of listening to the way that you talk. It reminds me of infomercials about products. I'm halfway expecting you to say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I appreciate it. Yo, what's good to men's? Good to see you in the chat. Good to see you. If you guys are just tuning in, we've been discussing Diablo 4 review. Is it any better? Give me 26 more likes on the video. Let's hit 400 likes. We've had a really good Monday, really good kickstart to the week. We'll probably have really, really big days this week because there is a lot going on with the conferences, Summer Game Fest, and all of those festivities. Make sure you're subscribed with the bell button so you don't miss all of our co-streams. We will be officially co-streaming those events. They explicitly stated that PvP won't be balanced in D4 and that we should expect it to be chaotic. What do you know? Right. Well, that I think if they've... There's two things they've stated then, M. M Laden, that that would make me feel a little bit of concern. On one level, I'm like, okay, cool. They're basically saying we're not going to you know we're not going to balance for pvp let me switch back here 48 members on the day a gifted member from mr hall goes to illuminati mafia there you go thank you so much for doing that mr hall yo guess i need to renew my membership you need to renew your membership lazaro and there's been gifted memberships going around as well today um so on one hand, I'm excited that they're like, yeah, PvP is going to be nuts. J- you know, just accept it. I, yeah, sorry. And I agree with you that, or whoever said it, that's not really what they were doing in this patch. It was Lido, I think. They weren't saying, oh my gosh, there are busted builds in PvP. They were saying, oh my word, that people are going into the end game. And nothing is touching them. Nothing's phasing them. That's not what we want to see. And we do, we do not want to see that. When using a controller from PvP FPS shooter games have auto-aim. Most shooters with a controller on console give you aim assist, not auto-aim. Nine months of membership to Nitro Fusion. Nine months of awesome content. Keep it up, Lono. Thank you so much. At least it's not going to be paid for Diablo and Mortal PvP. That would be the concern, right? Is that if they do decide to start selling power, then is that motivated by PvP? Is that motivated by the end game? Is that motivated by, you know, bad drop rates? I'm not sure. Recap, please. I was just kind of ending my recap. I walked through 
what feels better about the game the gameplay loop the content loop the druid he does feel better he's still the run to the litter in the early game i know he gets crazy strong in the late game that doesn't really matter to me uh i talked about the unknown being like the seasonal format the ongoing format the microtransactions you know will will they be able to keep players i actually admitted at the end of the opening monologue that even if they lose players they will come back and it, i i referenced anthem and new world i said games that have a really good feel and a really good content loop people will come back so that's the fastest recap i can give you because people in chat are telling you yeah i just did one so that's the that's a super fast forward version <clears throat> if they also completely ignore balance on pvp you'll have broken dominant meta or classes and then people will simply ignore it can't imagine what Diablo PvP will feel like. Somebody in chat said that it wasn't that bad. They said that they were having a back and forth with a rogue and that, you know, it was pretty good. Diaz says, enjoying PvP when I come across someone, but I'm not seeing a lot of people. Fields of Hatred is pretty much at the moment. Oh, it's pretty empty at the moment. I just keep killing the roaming boss. Hey, Rockin' Robin gifts a membership, and it goes to Burr 2. We are at 49 members on the day. Every 25 members, I give five back. We're trying to get my brother a membership. Rockin' Robin says, let's just land the plane on 50, and there's always a race to be the agents of chaos. Nobody likes to leave us on that even 50-50. Gaming Laundry grabs a membership. You guys can enjoy those debriefs. I have a video going live today about Anthem 2. Um, that's where we'll be going after this video. That's in, you know, like 20 or 30 minutes. And that video will then send you to a members-only debrief. So we end the day. We do a live stream. We do an upload. And then the end of the day is hanging out with members. DK Bagger says, I will be the agent of chaos. Rolls the member goal over to 75. Yo, Pete the Greek old school homie there grabbing a membership thank you DK Baker for taking care of him who remembers when they hyped up PvP in Diablo 3 and then they quietly scrapped it yeah right it just went up uh it's no no you got a 30 minute noti on the on the premiere it's it's not going up for 24 minutes you probably got like a little ding that says hey this is going to premiere in 30 minutes Typically, I schedule my premieres really close close to when they go live, so I tried something a little bit different with this one. I wanted to see if, oh, oh if that thirty minute notification goes out, what's it do for the uh, what's it do for the premiere? If they're not balancing for PvP, then what balance are they protecting with restarting characters besides ladder? Well, th- those are separate things, though, Broken Surprise. Balancing classes, balancing characters with nerfs and buff, that has way more to do with making sure that the end game functions properly. That th- They don't want... I mean, again, you've got to look at that footage of a barbarian just nuking everything. Just nuking level 95 elites. nuking a level 95 butcher it's like you don't even see the enemies it looks like a joke when you see that that's what they're nerfing and again the, the, the debate that we had for the large portion of the front half of this stream was how does something that extreme get through the cracks how did that not get caught by internal testing 
I've, I continue to say this morning, we went round and round. I was like, in two weeks, if something like that emerges and it's this weird combination that was unforeseen by the devs, I'm not going to hold that against them. This is just pure computing of math and somebody came up with a busted build and then they nerfed it. And again, the concern that I have is if they didn't prioritize that, just what else hasn't been discovered? Just what else is lurking beneath the surface that, you know, once the entire community's playing, they're going to discover all those things. They put too much effort into the animation of the clairvoyant in the cash shop. Maybe clairvoyant will be a new class. Yeah, I always feel like she lags out on me. I don't quite get why they put so much work into that. I mean, they said in the season's live stream that you had to restart every season to protect balance. If PvE levels with you and you're not in the ladder, then what what balance? Well, and what balance if you're constantly burf- nerfing and buffing stuff? What do you need? What do you? I don't get that either. Broken surprise. What do you mean that helps with balance? It's not like you're. What are you just gonna leave the eternal realm alone? Right? Are, are you just going to leave the Eternal Realm alone? You're just going to let all those crazy builds just be fine, but then you're going to mess with stuff in Seasons? We know that's not going to happen. I, that, that excuse doesn't track with me. It just doesn't. It doesn't track with me. To be like, oh yeah, we, uh, we, we have to do seasonal resets to keep things balanced. Huh? I'm not sure if this happened before or after the barb nerf, but there's a video of this person getting attacked in PvP area. He was farming a mob. He just kept Whirlwind. The guy jumps off and basically dies after realizing he made a mistake. PvP is going to be nutty. We also have to remember the people making these OP builds have had the game for almost two weeks before early access. I understand what you're saying though. Okay. That's not true. The people that had early access for review had the game for six days. Six. And that's a very small group of people. So a very small group of people had access to the game for six days, and that's all they needed to come up with these builds. You you don't you don't have anybody at your at your studio that's as smart as these guys? You don't? Like do you, do you hear what I'm saying? It's like I, again, I'm not trying to bash them. I'm not trying to be unkind. But it's like... what? They, they had six days of early access to write, their review, to write their reviews. And the two betas that were public were not Endgame, and neither was the server slam. People that are good at crunching and coming up with builds did their crunching, came up with some builds, and they're busted again I don't think it was prioritized I don't I don't think it was prioritized during the development of the game or the testing sure we had some smart guys but they're all trying to fix the giant hands bug before the game is released (laughs) these are ARPG lifers don't you think ARPG lifers would would be as smart if not equal to the ARPG developers that put all the stuff into the game the architect of the very power that these people are wielding is like, <laughs> whoops, we, we didn't know you could do that. What do you mean? You built it. <laughs> you know, when the Joker says, 
you know, you ought to know you bought it about his suit. It's like, you ought to know you built it. It's like, you're the ones that built this thing. (laughs) Maybe Blizzard should be hiring these guys. Studios need to give jobs to gamers. Only actual gamers are going to find these issues, not people trying to make the game work. Well, that, that that's kind of what somebody said earlier. It's like, why not come like, bring these guys out and be like, all right, man, spend a couple of days with the game. Here's a maxed out character, you know, and uh, try to break the game. Here's everything. Here's everything. This character's level 100. You can do anything you want with the board, the Paragon board. You're not, you don't have to pay to respect. You can equip any gear that can be found from the end game. Try to break the game. Try to do it. I feel like some of these guys in like six hours would be like, all right, cool. Here's three builds that are broken, that are that are disgusting. Took it into a dungeon, world tier three, nightmare, nothing can touch me. Oh, wow, thanks. That's amazing that you figured that out. There were for sure people who had access to the end game during the time before and even during all those betas. However, I do believe analysts brought up concerns based on data from the past week. To be fair, people figure out broken stuff in every game. That's true. I'm not I'm not discounting that. I'm not. The easy thing about builds being centered on sets in D3 was all the buffs and nerfs were made on the sets for the most part. Diablo 4 doesn't have that vehicle, so it's going to be skills that get nerfs. Right, so they undercut the character itself. Yeah, and that's something that, that that I think is going to be a challenge for them. They moved away from gear sets. They moved away from that. So if they mess with something now, you're going to instantly feel it. You are going to instantly feel it. You guys are really going to need some padding. 30 days ago, some y- y'all must have gone crazy. 30 days ago, y'all must have gone crazy. We just dropped to three, two, four, four. We were at thirty-six hundred. <laughs> All right, that's that's the call. You guys need to have a big week. <laughs> you need to have a big week. We need to come up with some. We need to come up with some incentives. I'll think of some stuff. I'll think of some stuff. I'll think of some fun things to do this week. I've seen videos of devs reacting to speedruns and saying, "Wow, we didn't think of this." I'm sure there are some things that people are doing in Tears of the Kingdom that Nintendo had no idea was possible. Uh, and see, that is totally fine, though. When it, when a game has been out for a while, I'm never, ever going to call foul on that. Like, oh yeah, hundreds of thousands of millions of hours of playtime from millions of people playing, and people have figured out really goofy loopholes and exploits and and things that they can break. You know? Just do whatever you did 30 days ago to get those members. Easy. <laughs> Alright guys, we need 400 members. I can't think about... I don't know what we did. Uh, so, get ready and do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what we did. <laughs> Let's be honest. They planned on launching Unbalanced. Data from ServerSlam, early access, and 40 to 60 days of preseason to get multiple ways of balancing in before Season 1, says Chris Cardi. Well, let me ask you something, Chris. Let's say that you're right. Let's say that you're right. And the entire runway to season one 
is nothing but buffs and nerfs and buffs and nerfs. I don't know about you, but I think that's a really bad runway. My contention has been that Season 1 will start and casual players will be confused, they'll get angry, they'll leave. They'll be player exodus. When you do what you're talking about, like if that's their strategy, if their strategy is, oh yeah, you know, we'll use that first month. Ladders won't be ready for Season 1. Clans don't really do anything. Classes aren't really balanced. We'll sort all that out leading up to Season 1. I don't know, man. Are, are career players, or hardcore players going to put up with that? Do you not think people's acute passion and focus on this game is somewhat of a multiplier? Diablo 4 seems to have been a bit unique in its ability to generate enthusiasm. I don't know about that. It's a pretty popular title. Dubair says, this is a legitimate complaint considering the game isn't officially out yet. What if there's a sandbox stability after the full release? Well, I was more interacting with what Chris Cardi said, Zubair. What if he's right? As a thought experiment, if they envisioned, well, we'll use the first month to iron everything out. We'll get class builds sorted out. We'll, you know, we'll get all that stuff. We'll get it all straightened out. And then when season one hits, we'll be good to go. I just wonder, are people going to look at that and say, what? Season one's going to start without the ladder race clans don't do anything right now and you're doing all this balance and and all these tweaks I don't know I feel like a lot of those hardcore players are going to get irritated June about to heat up Uh, June about to I'm trying to Andrew's texting me we haven't texted in a minute June's about to heat up you they just needed uh, to launch balance though Oh, balance enough. They need to launch balance enough to not turn enough people to keep them around for season one. Pitlord says, as long as the balancing process goes along some of the gameplay content, I don't mind. Balancing is only an issue when it supplants gameplay addition. Dubair says, I guess I'm asking, what if the plan was, we'll do big changes in early access, but it'll stable after that. That seems like it wouldn't be bothering players. My contention is that doesn't look like that's going to happen. You know? Right there, my back. There's a back pop right in there and it won't do it. Yeah, my contention is Zubair. I don't think that's what we're headed toward. I don't. We are not headed toward... Oh yeah, this they're going to get this out of their system and everything is fine. My prediction is that this is just the beginning. This stuff was found too fast. You're being way too picky. What do you want for 70 bucks? What do you mean I'm being too picky? In in what way in particular am I being too picky? I just hurt my back watching you twist. <laughs> I can't deal with a game that's constantly nerfing and buffing. Right, Arcane Gaming? Like, listen, listen. If if that if that is not what happens, <clears throat> excuse me. If if Z- let's say Zubair's right. If Zubair's right, then ignore everything I said today. People will be able to dig in and grind and have a blast, and they won't have to worry about their strong build getting messed with, okay? 
that that deserves a thumbs up if they listen if they pull that off that's an achievement I'll be the first to admit that's hard to do your early access paid some dividends you know your 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 server slams and your betas and your closed betas you guys are really able to have things loaded and ready to go there is the possibility that these patches hit so fast because they already knew about this stuff okay in my experience I don't think that's what's going on someone just say what more can you ask for for 70? Did I hear that right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's driving at, Eugene. Solemn says, it's already displeasing players enough. Just the appearance alone of how severe the nerfs were, were is going to cause large ruffles, even if they haven't tested it yet. The optics are particularly uh, terrible, like more so than usual this time, says Solemn. For sure, I can promise they have people literally crunching numbers daily. Builds, damage output, player count per character build, plus streamers and content. You are spot on, says we the people. Things you bear is right. However, I don't think it'll be at all it'll all be all that balanced, says Nick Taylor. Uh, just got off work recap. All right, I'll give you a recap. We're on the 10 minute countdown. If you guys want to push this any further, you got 10 minutes right now. I owe you 10 members. I will do that in the premiere. I have a video about Anthem 2. There was some news that came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was some information that came out about Anthem 2, and I have a premiere that we're going to be going to in a moment. Everybody can watch the premiere. You really want to watch the premiere if you're trying to get a, a, a gifted member, okay? Because I give you until the very, very end of this stream. I give you until the very end to hit that goal. And then I do the gifted members in the premiere. So I give you guys as much time as possible. So keep hanging out. You might get one. And then we'll go to the premiere. And I'll give you the ones that I owe you. Okay? Excuse me. They've either blocked me or I blocked them. I didn't recognize the name, Eugene. So I doubt that. I didn't recognize the name. It was somebody with a Z name. I don't see where they went. And they didn't... Yeah, their name is Zoso. Yeah, Zoso with a Z-O-S-O. I don't think they've said anything since. Okay, I'll give you the quick recap. Uh, A great way to show appreciation for a recap is to smash like, that's free, or maybe give some members, okay? So, I asked the question, Diablo 4 review, is it better than before? Okay, and I walked through Druid feeling better, servers did well, you know, pretty good for an early access, pretty, pretty, pretty good for early access launch. Then I talked about the unknown. There's seasons, there's the ongoing content model, the shop, the monetization, how, 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 how will the community respond to all those things, right? I postulated again in that, that I believe the seasonal format will drive players away but then I ended my video by saying people will come back. I believe they have nailed the core gameplay content loop to such a degree that if there are problems or people leave, they can get them to come back. I've continued to say I think they'll make changes to the seasonal challenges in the battle pass in response to people leaving. We'll see if I end up being right about that. But the game feels so good to be in that I think people will come back if if they end up leaving at all I think they will 
Because as I've always said, content loop, gameplay loop is God. That is the king. You must you must be subservient to that. And I think Diablo 4 kept the main thing the main thing. The, you know, the gameplay and the content loop feels really, really good. I have my concerns about the, the nerfing and the buffing pendulum swing that we might be on. If you haven't seen the Diablo 4 patch, uh, some are calling it the Diablo 4 nerf patch, where, you know, they just went and nerfed a bunch of stuff. And people are not happy about it. It did come... Uh, it did come before the official launch, so it shouldn't be that damaging to morale, but it will be damaging to morale if it continues happening, like if we keep having this back and forth. My contention is that, yes, it will be a, a continued uh, meta swing, like the, the pendulum's going to swing back and forth for the for the first month, and I think that will be irritating to people. I spent 30 hours in the beta and the test. I loved it even when it was broken. It was fun enough to ignore it. If they knew they were releasing a balance update shortly after early release launch, they should have said that, says Deadly Dad Gaming, but they didn't give a heads up, and these nerfs seem to be a direct response to a YouTube vid. Well, and it's organic, right? Deadly Dad Gaming? Something like that rises to the surface, and it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's gonna do this. Everybody's gonna run this day one. We we better We better patch this. And... <sighs> It's hard not to agree with that philosophy, right? You, you, if you ignore that kind of stuff, if you wait too long, it's almost worse, right? Because the more people, think about the number of people, I'm going to kind of argue against myself a little bit here. I argued earlier that not very many people are even beyond level 50, not very many people are even in the 90s to, to, to do some of these builds, okay? So... The number of people that feel like their build kind of got crapped on before they got there isn't that high. The dilemma is when do they hear about it and when does it go into effect in relation to when they start building that class out. Does that make sense? If if they if they right now have seen the YouTube video and they're like, "Yo, I'm going to do that. I'm going to build my character like that." Well, the question is, do they get wind of the patch notes in time to stop? Th- this happens all the time in, in the gaming world where people don't get wind of the patch and they're like, oh, I didn't know that. I just spent all this time building this character and I, I was building you know, based off of old data. It's why I don't like covering patch notes. Like, I mentioned the patch notes in my show open, but I didn't go and read all the details because in two weeks, a lot of what I read could get walked back, could be undone. They could say, oh, we over-buffed, we over-nerfed. Yeah, we have to tweak that. So everything I'm saying is, is, is it's irrelevant in like seven days. So it's like, and, and that also is true for the community. That video you see of that guy doing that is irrelevant as soon as the patch goes out, but you don't necessarily know that. That's why a pendulum swing of buffs and nerves can be disorienting for your community because unless they're dialed in and they're always checking the patch notes and they're always checking the Twitter feeds, all they know is they saw a video their friend sent them and they're like, I'm wanting to do that, I'm going to build that and then they start building to that and then it gets destroyed. 
So this is, I'm telling you, this is a precarious position to be in. The game is about to come out, and you had some pretty serious glaring things slip through the cracks, and we haven't even given the game to the masses yet. You literally have not given the game to the masses yet. It's only early access. It's only a handful of people that had early review access that were able to come up with some of these builds. Once the masses get their hands on this game, there'll be other things that likely rise to the surface. A lot of really large-looking nerfs, says Solemn, regardless of if they are bringing good feeling or change, just optically look terrible. You felt that uh, that might, the, the damn might build just got cut in half. And that will put a certain image in your head, especially if you haven't experienced it firsthand, which I believe will be the perception of people that read those patch notes or watch those YouTube bids, at least for now. True. True. Okay, I owe you guys 10 members. We're getting ready to go, okay? If you want to become a member or you want to get a membership, watch as often as you can. Smash like. When we get over to this new video, I need you guys to hit like a bunch. That helps the video shoot out of a cannon. It's the Anthem video. When we get over there, I'll gift the 10 members that I owe. The more faithful you are to the challenge, the more likely you will get a membership. Don't forget, this week there's all kind of things going on. Uh, An indie game showcase from Guerrilla Directive sponsored by PlayStation. Then Jeff Keighley goes live on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern for Summer Game Fest. Then there's all sorts of festivities the rest of that day. Then there's something on Friday uh, that I've forgotten the name of. Then there's the Future Game Show on Saturday. Then Sunday is the Xbox Showcase and the Starfield Direct, followed by that, you know, that Monday is UB Forward. We will be co-streaming all of those events. So if you're wanting to stay up to date on everything, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you have notifications turned on. I'm going to be putting a link in the chat, and we're going to be heading over to this Anthem 2 video. What could have been, according to a developer, he dubbed their update to Anthem, Anthem 2, because in their mind, they were building basically a second game. Uh, And that was their hope and their goal, and it got cut short, and I wanted to read a little article and kind of react to it. So hit the link in chat. If you don't like redirect, then hit that link in chat. Thank you, E-Man. Did it for 11 months in a VIP+. Plus. Summer Game Fest Showcase uh, will be Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Just said that. Maybe you missed it. Make sure you guys click the link in chat. If you, uh, if you don't click the link in chat, you should get redirected. As soon as you get over on this Anthem video, smash the like button. Get our first 100 likes really, really quickly. And then I'll give some members. And then we're going to hang out with members afterward.